Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it is Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So big news uh, up here in New Hampshire, the soon-to-be free state. Our friend Kurt Hoffman, a fellow activist up here, uh, Kurt Hoffman, who's been in jail since, the, I believe, the 2nd of October. So for about six-plus weeks, he was behind bars because he dared to eat a cookie in the... <laughs> In the courtroom. Uh, what a good idea. <laughs> and because he dared to ask the judge to use the term please when he was... Uh, Don't forget the hat. He was wearing a hat. That's true. He was yeah. wearing a hat. He, he went in he, and made a mockery of the court, uh, the courtroom, and they don't like that crap. That's true. They don't. Uh, but it doesn't call for what they did to him. I think that, that is, I think that uh, what was done was six extreme. Months. But what do you what do you do? I mean, and, you know, what what does the judge do at some point or another? Did, I mean, what if Kurt kept on going? I I, I don't know. I mean, where where, do, well, where does it stop? How about they stop hurting peaceful people? Because it was their aggression against him that brought him there in the first place. He was pulled over initially. Because, well, I say pulled over. He was in the back roads of New Hampshire. He was in a little place called Roxbury, New Hampshire, just a little town. Uh, and out in the woods driving, he was going to church that morning. And he was uh, rolling through a stop sign. He had his dog in his lap as he was driving. There's nobody else around. Yeah, didn't they make the claim that the, that the dog was driving or something ridiculous Some, like that? Something ludicrous. And so a police officer who happened to be in the vicinity saw him roll through that stop sign and pulled him over. And at that point, he uh, did not provide any of the government papers that the police uh, policeman was demanding from him. And so when you are noncompliant, in many cases with the government's arbitrary demands, they get very upset. And so that's um, at the point at which they arrested him. Now, he was also pulled over in Nashua for something which was also vehicle-related, and in that case, he uh, did not provide the government papers, and they, I think, arrested him in that case, too. Uh, plus, there was also the disorderly conduct charge, so-called, uh, which he received way back in April when he was attending the uh, the very same... When, when he was arrested for disorderly conduct, it was after our friend Sam was arrested, our uh, co-host Sam from ObscuredTruth.com, was arrested for having a video camera in the court lobby. Kurt was arrested later after that because they were torturing Sam uh, in the back room. We could hear his screams coming from one of the back rooms. And Kurt wanted to stay and monitor as best he possibly could to make sure that his friend was okay. So they charged him for that. So all of the things that Kurt was charged with that brought him into that courtroom in the first place, where he, as you say, Mark, disrespected the, the court proceedings, they were all victimless crimes. Nobody was harmed. Nobody had been harmed. Nobody could claim harm from what Kurt did. And so maybe they should stop aggressing against peaceful people if they don't want their little courtroom uh, rules to be disrespected. I'm not claim- claiming that uh, court that uh, that, that the, the court in this case particularly deserves respect. I'm just wondering if 
you know, at, at some point or another, it seems like a judge has to do something. But what I have a real problem with was is with what, um, you know, dealing with in the Kurt situation is 180 days for um, is what they sentenced this guy to for, uh, you know, doing his antics in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. That seems a little crazy to me. Um, yeah, it I mean, seems like a lot this crazy is about me. compliance. It's not about uh, you know punishing somebody for doing something wrong. It would seem to me that you could do something, you know, do some antics in the courtroom, do some sentence for it, and then that would be it. I don't see any reason to make a man grovel, and that's what they wanted yeah. with his 180 days. It, it wasn't. He wasn't just punishing Kurt. He was p- trying to put out a message. He was grouping Kurt with a lot of other people. And trying to send a message to a lot of other people by by punishing Kurt. It's right. uh, it's not unheard. Of. I mean, when a slave is misbehaving, you whip them in front of all the other slaves. That much is true. That's what was going on with Kurt. Now, um, and then the the most egregious thing that occurred was then they take Kurt off to you know some the some quiet chamber, some quiet room, which they love to do. This this is what happened with Sam too. And you know, I don't know what is you know what happens in these secret rooms. Is Sam or is Kurt? Making things up to some extent. I know I've made some, uh, you know, I, I've overplayed uh, sicknesses, illnesses, injuries in front of law enforcement officers, and you know, in my time, just in order to sort well, of uh, deal with things. Well, but I don't know. And why is it that they have to drag people off in the dark? Why can't they do well, what it is well, that they do out in the open? That's just it. There wouldn't be any controversy if they would do things out in the open right. instead of going behind closed doors to do their dirty work. Then there wouldn't be any questions being raised. But so it as seems, it is, we have no idea. Right. And well, so at, at that point, you have to sort of guess that wait, they're wait, 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 well, 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 beating we, somebody or, or whatever, we right? We don't have to guess. At least in this case, we don't have to guess because his wife, Auburn, was allowed in. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you could, you could claim but that Kurt d- was – hold on. Let me explain for our but listeners that don't know what happened. that Auburn was let, lying, let, right? Can I explain for our listeners yes. what happened so in case they've never heard this before? If you want to keep on butting in, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, butting in with the information so they can understand the situation. Anyway, Kurt was taken back into the secret chamber. They allowed his wife to go back in. They wouldn't allow her to have a video camera on her. They allowed no one else in. And it was in there, while they were both in there, with Eli Rivera, the police prosecutor, and I'm not sure who else was there. It was one of their people, if it was, if there was anyone else. But Kurt had attempted to, uh, and he was handcuffed the entire time, he had attempted to raise his handcuffs somehow around his, he was on the ground and had, was, was trying to get his feet through his arms to where he could hug his wife. And it was at that point that Eli allegedly uh, ran into him and uh, attacked him, shoved him over, and Kurt injured his uh, he injured himself by hitting his his head on the floor, and it it hurt his he, neck. He couldn't stop himself because his hands were cut, so he couldn't break his fall or so, anything like that. So, right. so what and, you're saying, Mark, is, is did it, he did he ham up his injury? But because I have be, no right? reason to disbelieve both he and his wife, who were both sure, in that same room. I'm not saying room. that there is either, but do you think that some people that are listening to the sound of my voice Disbelieve this, Ian. I don't care. <laughs> right, but they do. Sure, Their opinion is valid to them. Those However, what I'm trying to make cops. a point to those people, Ian. Go ahead. I mean, let's be rigid and you know not care what other people think for a minute. <laughs> You're good at it. So, uh, you know, the, the point that I'm trying to make is it, there was no reason, A, for, to tackle this guy. Yes, moving your, uh, perhaps moving your arms from behind yourself to in front of yourself. And by the way, unless you're some kind of contortionist freak, you can't do this. Um, and, and you know, but Kurt probably didn't know that. Hasn't been in a lot of handcuffs. Doesn't know that he can't do it. 
That does not make an escape. And there's no reason to throw someone to the ground that can't protect themselves. Yeah. And I'm of the opinion that this was a poor choice on the, the, the part of Eli Rivera. And that absolutely, it was. you know, that, that two, he, two poor choices. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that it, it may be there have been claims that he's made some other poor choices. And at some point or another, these poor choices have to add up to a guy that you know doesn't make good decisions when it comes to people that are in his care and trust. Right. And the question is, and I don't know this guy, I don't know specifically, I haven't been there, but the question is, is this guy living up to my standard of law enforcement officer, which is, uh, you know, Opie's dad there on uh, Leave it to, uh, Mayberry, what's, what's his name, Andy Griffith. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want to see in my police officers. That's um, what I'm looking for. And, uh, like, I don't feel like he has the patience, at least exhibited the patience in these instances that we need to have in our law enforcement. But Eli Rivera is just an indicator of what's going on all around this country. He's not a problem that is unique to Keene, New Hampshire. He uh, and the people like and people like him are a problem all across this country. They are everywhere. These uh, police officers who are either power mad or or sadistic. There is if if they do not get immediate compliance, they start punishing people. That's the new thing with with tasers because tasers are considered to be uh, non lethal, which isn't true. They're just less leth- less likely to kill someone than a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they've gotten it in their heads that it's non lethal, and so it's become a device to punish people for not complying instantly. Yeah, like a if cattle you, prod. You know, yeah, exactly. It's being yep. used like a cattle prod. You're not obeying instantly. I'm going to correct you. I'm going to apply a correction right now. And so in that, in, in, in that situation, they're being judged during an executioner. So they took Kurt and they put him in jail for 180 days. Now, that was just for contempt of court. The trial actually hasn't occurred at this point. So oh God. there's likely to be still they, they have to go through the trial. And so Kurt will be back in the courtroom, and uh, we'll explain a little bit more about the situation. 800-259-9231. But as of right now, he is out and amongst the uh, the rest of us semi-free people. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us, including archives. Perhaps you've missed a moment of the show. You can go and download all kinds of moments. We've got an entire week's worth right there on the front page. Plus, you can go back for an entire year via torrents, all completely free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project, your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime. It's amongst others who feel the same way as you do. Hundreds of them now. Soon thousands of them will be moving. Uh, Hundreds are already here. Soon thousands will be moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And you should join them, really. I mean, what's happening where you you live? How's the liberty movement where you are? Is it uh, full of action and excitement? Are there new people being recruited every single week? Because I can tell you that new people are moving here to New Hampshire every single week. 
How's it going where you are? Think about that. And if it's not really going, as it wasn't for me where I was down in Florida in a market three times the size of the market I currently am in, there wasn't much going on. So I made the move to New Hampshire, and I've never been around so many wonderful liberty-oriented activism opportunities. There are more things to do here in a, in a week's time than there were in months and months uh, down down where I come from. So go to freestateproject.org, learn more about it. In fact, we're talking about one of our fellow free staters right now, Kurt Hoffman. He is a, a liberty-loving individual who was thrown in a jail cell because, well, he didn't quite follow the court's respected rules. Uh, he decided to be a little bit of a, a disobedient in the courtroom, and as a result of that, the the man in the robe decided to sentence him to 180 days in a jail cell. We're fortunate that he was released at this point. Uh, now it's all, it's been, I think, 45-plus days. I don't have the exact count, but it was early October, I think October 2nd, when he was first put in, and 180 days essentially for telling the judge to use the word please when he made uh, demands of him and br- bringing a hat or wearing a hat into the courtroom and uh, pulling a cookie from it and uh, and eating it in court. I mean, you can get hungry in there. I can't say I blame him for that. Uh, but nonetheless, he... <laughs> those are antics. I'm sorry. Putting a, hook, yeah, a cookie under yeah, your hat right. um, with the intent of having, <laughs> yeah. you know, knowing your hat's going to be taken, taken, you know, told told to take off. You got a cookie under there. Like, those are antics. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I love it personally. I wish I could have been there to see it. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it, but that's his. Well, thing, so. I don't have a problem with antics. However, I'm I, I I'm not going to act shocked well, or appalled or anything like that if somebody who wants to do um, handstands uh, in in the courtroom gets you know held in contempt. That but it's just he's. I mean, he's in a position where he knows that there's this tremendous power over him. And uh, it's just, I mean, I, I I mean, just out of self-preservation, I wouldn't do that kind of stuff. I mean, I just, I mean, I I think there's, a, you know, find a way to make a point that's not so overtly disrespectful because, yeah. uh, not because he deserves respect, don't get me wrong, he doesn't. But um, in, in that situation where someone, where knowing that he can give you up to 180 days, just at the, you know, arbitrarily, at a whim, yeah. at a whim and, and that's not the time I would... I would do antics, um, but it certainly uh, it certainly doesn't justify what happened. I mean, I don't want anyone to misunderstand my point of view. But. The 180 days is not justifiable, and even you, Mark, are shocked uh, by. Well, by that I'm, I'm I'm also you know I, I think that you can do the antics and then uh, apologize for those antics because there's an opportunity to do that. There's an opportunity to grovel before you're going to get thrown in. Um, anyway, what's what's it called? What's the the opportunity for right grovel. of allocution. Yeah, so there's the the opportunity for groveling. So you could do your antics and do your groveling I, all at the would, same time. No, I wouldn't feel. I wouldn't want to do the groveling. I'd rather. But I wouldn't be very it. good at it either. Well, that's I, the yeah. only way you're getting out of jail, though. But that's why you. I'm not going to do antics. Well, and, I, I think that's why I would in a, in a situation like that I would make a principled stance, but I would try to do it in a manner that's not like overtly just trying to be you know rude to the to the um, judge or whatever. I would just, I would rather, I'm making a principled stance, and if I'm going to go to jail for making a principled stance, then I'll go to jail for making a principled stance. Yeah. I don't want to go to jail for antics. Well, it's interesting. We've seen different approaches here in New Hampshire. Just over the last year and a half or two years, uh, we've seen people take different tacts in front of the robed, uh, the robed men, and some have been more successful than others. In Kurt's case, with the uh, the antics, it uh, did not work very well at all. In my case, with uh, essentially speaking out of turn and trying to utter some magic words, uh, that didn't work too well. 
but some other people have had some wonderful successes uh, with actually getting up. Some some actually going and, and defending themselves, uh, as uh, Nick Ryder did at one point, uh, was complimented by the judge and, and found, I believe, wasn't he found uh, not guilty? In I don't think, think he's ever he gotten any trouble. I think Nick defended himself superbly and was found not guilty. But in other or cases... His, either that or... His, no, I think he was found not guilty, actually. In, yeah. in other cases, people have just simply refused to do any sort, mount any kind of defense beyond a, a simple moral statement of, I don't want to be uh, subject to extraction. I, I'm not to your piggy bank. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to participate in this. I'm not going to... I, I'm going uh, to say I'm gonna say something to that effect, in a, in a, you know, not in an overtly disrespectful way, but I'm going to essentially... Stand my ground and just say that I don't believe in that. And, and we've and had I'll people probably... walk away. We've we've had people walk away from things like uh, driving with an unregistered co- or a driving uh, unregistered vehicle and uh, making an illegal U-turn. We've had people like that essentially been blown off. I mean, found in many many cases suspended sentence or uh, time served or fine. Uh, you know, uh, there was a, a hat incident where people were taken to jail for a few hours. They were then allowed into the courtroom uh, wearing hats after that, and they were found uh, time served. So there have been various different results. Um, a lot of it's just completely arbitrary and on the whims of the, uh, the, you know, the men and women in robes. But nonetheless, it's interesting to see, you know, people throwing different things up against the wall to to see what sticks. I think personally, the most powerful, uh, the most powerful method has been the refusal of giving the entire process their. Uh, their their approval the the refusal to uh, the, the refusal to obey the refusal to pay the fine the refusal so just the, stating uh you know blankly that I'm not yeah, going to pay this the, that I disagree with what you're doing I'm not going to be your piggy bank I'm not going to pay for this I'm not going to do your community service I'm not going to uh, you know I, there's no victim here so therefore I'm not going to go along with this. But, you you know, those people still went to court. They still went through the process of sitting down uh, at the defendant's table. It's, which it's, is, it was surprising how well that, that seemed to go. I mean, once some people refusal. were found guilty and then the fine was suspended, you know, so it's, it's all, you know, there's things like that that A couple happen. people did go to jail, though. Yes, so oh, yeah. You have to be um, prepared for that. Oh, absolutely. Don't, you know, right. don't go in there bluffing because you, you may go to jail. And uh, I am probably, I'm, I, I should be in there at some point soon. I've pled, in jail? I've pled not guilty. <laughs> I've pled uh, not guilty under duress under very limited options for uh, uh, being late on my inspection. And so I, I, I'll be in court, presumably, to defend myself. And I, I, I won't really defend myself. I'll just make my statement that I, that I don't believe in it and I, and I consider it extortion and will not be willing to pay. It's my certainly goal, a lot easier to do well, that. And here's my thought. My goal, I, I'm not going to do any antics or anything like that because my thought is, my goal is I will probably go to jail at some, you know, I'm, probably, I'm not going to be willing to take the other options. So given the limited options that they're going to provide, they're going to present in front of me, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be willing to pay it. So I'll probably end up in jail, I, I'm assuming, or maybe they'll suspend it. I don't want to count on that, though, like you said. But my thought is if I... If if he does, if, if my goal is not to get any sort of uh, contempt of court charge, I'm going to try and stand my ground without yeah. getting a t- contempt of court charge. And if he does that, it's going to make him look bad because I really am not trying. You know what I mean? And so, as opposed to like uh, doing some kind of antics or whatever that's going to make it look, you know, disrespectful. Kinda, you know, yeah, and make it to to to, to viewers, they're going to look at that and go, oh, he's just being a, an an ass. Right. Just because you're you are you are not being overtly disrespectful doesn't mean you have respect. It just means that you're frightened of the men with guns in their in their jail cells. Well, and that's I'm, okay. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. Uh, So enjoy those on us. And those features, by the way, include the bulletin board system with over... 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, fun stuff, you'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. I thought you said there were 600,000 posts. No. There will be eventually, but not right now. Yeah, Half a million posts, still a lot of posts. So um, the IHS, it's uh, the Institute for Humane Studies, is offering spring, summer, and fall internships for people who are of the intern age, you know, sort of the late high school, uh, college, uh, you know, post-college age. And you can check them out. There's all different types. They're from public policy, journalism, production, and uh, you know the the I guess the deadline for the uh, spring ones is just passed, but you might still be able to slide in under the wire. But go check them out at libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com. If somebody you know is important to you, uh, believes in the concepts of liberty, I think that these are a great idea. I would have been very interested. I'm interested in doing them now. However, I have a, a life. I have a wife. I have a kid, and I can't just go off and do internships. But they do pay. It's a stipend, which means it's probably low pay. Um, but they'll give you a housing a house assistance and all kinds of things. It's libertarianinternships.com. Hey, back when I was an intern, we didn't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> when I was an intern, intern yeah. internship meant free. I meetings. I actually had a pretty good deal for an internship my uh, right before my senior year, the summer before my senior year. So what was, nice. was it? Uh, uh, <laughs> I worked for DARPA. Oh my. Actually, I know. Well, and then I went on, and I, you know, Sorry, I ironically sure. enough, I went on and worked eight years for a major defense contractor. So, joined us. Bless you. DARPA was a nothing compared to eight years of a defense contractor, as far as my karma. Well, being, you're making good in now. The whole, exactly. I got to make up for all that karma <laughs> now. Toll free number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So our uh, our activist friend Kurt Hoffman is out of jail tonight. Uh, the local uh, group of activists got together, and they had some dinner with him, and I, that's where I came from right before the show. Dale, you were there as well. Uh, and so we're going to get the details, I'm sure, as far as what exactly happened, why he was released now. It it had to do with basically groveling. I mean, that's what I had to do to get out uh, oh, yeah. when I was thrown in for contempt of court. That's what the judge uh, wants, is you know he wants you to acknowledge that he does indeed have the ability to control you uh, with his men with guns, who will put you in a jail cell. And once you have been, I guess, apologetic enough, he decides to release you into the semi-free world, and so that's what's happened with Kurt. Uh, we've yet to hear when the trials have been rescheduled for, uh, the details on whether, you know, if it's been suspended sentence. I believe it has been a suspended sentence. I'm not sure as to what the details are. For me, it was a year suspended sentence, a 90-day sentence suspended for a year, which has now expired, by the way. Um, and for you Kurt, can be naughty again. Oh, well, God. I, I can be, yes. No, you can't. You have responsibilities. <laughs> oh, come on now. Um, I'd like That's to, no fun. You're the one who likes to talk about how important words are. Yeah. 
semi has a specific meaning. It means half. Um, so semi-free world is a half-free world, and oh, there's no really? way to, to po- properly quantify. I didn't know that. I figured semi meant uh, partially. No, that that's the word you would use. Ah, partially free. Okay, very good. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that correction. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So more to uh, t- as it comes out from Kurt's situation at freekeen.com. In fact, I'm going to invite him to become a blogger there. He's been blogging from prison, uh, but I need to make it official now, and hopefully he'll accept that invitation, and we'll be able to hear from him directly as to uh, what his situation is. We go to your phone calls and talk to Jim in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jim. Hi, guys. How you doing tonight? What's on your mind, Jim? Um, well, I'm a uh, disgruntled father. I've been fighting with the uh, family court system uh, for about, I guess, about two years now. And first and foremost, I want to thank the American Civil Liberties Union of New Jersey. Those folks are absolutely terrific. Um, just the support they've given me. Uh, um, I'm planning a round of protests in December before Christmas time in Woodbury, New Jersey, and I'm dubbing it, I'm a veteran, and we're dubbing it Operation Save Father Christmas. Um, just the extent of the local. Uh, judges have went to to try to break up the demonstrations is appalling. Um, just I feel that they break laws. I feel that they violate fathers' rights, parents' rights in general. Mm-hmm. Children are our most basic, fundamental. Um, I guess you could say their children are an asset in a way because without children we don't have really a, a hope, a future. You know, mm-hmm. and. It's funny, you know, I see this country, like, the way it's going. You know, we want to be such a leader to the world and an example of the world, and why do we have uh, problems in society like we have now? I mean, you know, I've been jailed for protesting. I've been jailed, you know, to try to stand up and educate people about so, doing the right thing. So you are protesting how it is that fathers get screwed over in the courts? Is that why they, they put you in jail? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, honk for equal custody, honk, uh, you know, and a lot of statistics about, you know, how our youth, the 80% plus rate of teen incarceration, teen suicide, teen pregnancy, teen drug abuse is all linked to uh, broken families. Fa- you know, children that don't have that father figure in their life. It's, you know, the the statistics are alarming. And, you know, it, it, it's, I think that it's a God-given right. It's a human right. It's a constitutional right that we are entitled to, you know, be with our children, to see our children. If that is, we've committed no crime. Yeah, if you're not a sicko or an abuser, I right. think that uh, exactly. I think that makes a sense. Drug so, addict. I mean, even even a even a drug addict can get help and be cured. You know. So why did uh, they arrest you? I mean, where were you doing these protests? What were their reasons for for arresting you? Well, for it started out my relationship with my ex-fiance went awry, and there was a lot of domestic abuse proceedings back and forth. And I went pro se, and each time in each county was found not guilty. In fact, they they, found, they ruled that she had lied and manipulated. Uh, she had an attorney on one occasion who quit the case at open court because of that. And finally, the fourth time, they failed to serve me with notice of, of what's called a temporary restraining order. They had a trial without me, without me being served. And then I was found guilty in a, in a we're entitled to representation. That's one of our constitutional rights. And that led me to protest after I was incarcerated for that. I was let out, then put on criminal trial for violation, was found not guilty by trial, 
down that they never served me. I mean, any time you beat a police sergeant in court is a big deal. I mean, there has to be overwhelming truth yeah. on your side, you know. And not only did I win, but they kept the order of protection against me. In effect, even though they ruled that I was never served, hmm. the due process was violated. So I began to protest. I began to protest that I hadn't seen my daughter in nine months. And where were you I, performing the protest? I was performing it in Woodbury, New Jersey, on Broad and Cooper Street. There's a family court building there. Woodbury's the, the uh, power seat of the county, if you will, like the process. So were you all there. alone in this? Um, initially, I was. What happened was I met, when I went to one of my multiple court proceedings, I met this gentleman outside that I thought at first was crazy, protesting for a group called Fathers for Justice. And I thought, you know, I'll never need their help. I, I, you know, I, this is, this is ridiculous, you know. And after I started paying attention to some of the things that they were saying out in public and, and from my own experience with the court system, um, I began to be a one man show, basically. I began to be out there every day holding up signs and really getting the public to be, I would have tractor trailers. So you were there every single day. At what point did they finally decide to, uh, arrest you? Well, it was within, I would say, 30 days, because what was happening was the public were honking their horns constantly. There were uh, a lot of public support, and they would do things and escalate it, like the sheriffs would come out and, and say, you know, be careful, don't get too close to the street, you could get hurt. They sprayed me with mace on one occasion. Um, another occasion they took, uh, after I started getting harassed, I had my friend Mark, bring his video camera, start videotaping me protesting, idea. and they took the camera, and then that oh. was caught on tape, and that's when the ACLU stepped in. And I want to get a little more of you. I want to get more of your story here. Can you hang on? Absolutely. All right, I'm going to bring you back. Moments uh, more with Jim, and we'll talk about what, uh, what his first arrest was out front of the family court protesting the treatment of fathers in this system that we have that is forced upon us. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts? Share them with us. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. In the late 21st century, the hardiest, most daring adventurers have begun to colonize the solar system where untold mineral riches await them. Jealous of their wealth and fearful of their freedom, the government of Earth is determined to extend their power to this new frontier by any means necessary. Escape from Terra, an illustrated science fiction saga from Big Head Press. Read it online at escapefromterra.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800 800- 259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the show, we need your vote. It's once a year that we ask you to do it. Well, I guess we ask you to do it 15 or so times a year, but only around one time in general per year. It's the Podcast Awards, and it happens yearly. And it's about a two-plus-week uh, window wherein we ask you to vote for the show every single day at podcastawards.com. We are nominated, thanks to listeners like you who nominated us, nominated in the political category, as we've been for the past four years. This is our fifth year. We've won the past four years in a row. This year we're up against some of the, the heaviest competition we've ever seen. And so we really need you, if you have access to the Internet, to go to podcastawards.com. 
and vote for Free Talk Live in the political category. It makes a big difference for us. It's going to be awesome to be able to claim that we've been the only podcast to win five years in a row, which if when we win this year with your help, uh, that will be the claim we'll be able to make. No other podcast will ever be able to make such a claim because we've been the only one that won four years in a row. Uh, and so we can uh, really use your help. Please go to podcastawards.com. Remember, you can do it every day from now until the end of this month on the 30th. So we got another 11 days uh, total in this contest. I, I think it ends on the 30th. I think you can vote on the 30th. But either way, vote once a day at podcastawards.com. Scroll down. Third category from the bottom on the right side is the political category. Select Free Talk Live. Scroll a little further down, and then there's, uh, I think, a name and email address thing that you have to enter to make sure you're a real live person. And, and then that's email you validate. You know, click. Yeah, it'll, it'll email validate you most likely. And uh, podcastawards.com. Thank you in advance. Yep. Uh, last year, uh, Google claimed that it could uh, predict a flu outbreak two weeks in advance. And apparently, they were successful. They turned the information over to the Centers for Disease Control in order to uh, sort of you know, tout their success. And I'm not saying that this is an evil activity or anything like that. But if it bothers you that your search engine might be using your information to turn information over to the government, perhaps StartPage.com is the one for you. Take the StartPage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use StartPage.com instead of your regular search engine and experience the difference. Take, take it today at StartPage.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We go back to Jim in New Jersey. Jim, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, what you're telling us about here is that you had a fallout with an ex-fiancé. It resulted in a custody uh, situation that, as so typically, does not go very favorably for fathers. And so you began uh, you began a protest out in front of the family court there in, in one of uh, the towns in New Jersey. Uh, that was going on on a daily basis, and as you pointed out, the police began escalating things. They came by, they threatened you, uh, they came by at one point and they stole your friend's video camera, and that was kind of where you left the story off. We're still trying to get to the point at which they decided to uh, to arrest you for the first time. Uh, what else did you want to tell us? Well, when they took the video camera, the group that I'm, I'm a member of um, found out about it, and they contacted the ACLU, a gentleman by the name of Michael uh, Norwick in um, uh, northern Jersey with the American Civil Liberties Union, and that prompted about a month and a half of them petitioning the uh, government and the uh, council members and the, the solicitor for the town, along with the head sheriff, the, the main sheriff of, of the county, and threatening a lawsuit, um, and they brought a lot of legal things in the And we won. They returned the camera, which shows the footage of them saying, you're a threat to national security. You cannot videotape in front of this courthouse. Uh, so they threw a national security thing, and it, it's unbelievable. I uh, was pulled out of court for a proceeding by Homeland Security and state police detectives who are assigned to protect judges, assigned to some unit entitled CIC. I don't know what that stands for who arrested me on the spot and said that I am a threat to homeland and national security because I'm a protester. They then incited that our, I incited about giving me liberty or giving me death. I have a right to protest. And they said, well, your forefathers before you were terrorists, the founders of our country. I mean, it's just it's true. It's a true the statement. direction our country is going in. It really is sickening. I mean, I'm a veteran. I serve my country honorably. And I've committed no crime. Um, I've been found what were they? What did guilty. they charge you for? You said the feds came after you. Did you get federal charges? Uh, they were homeland security. It was all trumped down to local charges, of which later were dropped. 
Um, but things like I lost my job. I had detectives come to my workplace and tell my employer that I'm a troublemaker oh, and I'm linked with terrorists. Uh, basically, from what I understand, through so they basically justice, did a hatchet job on you. I mean, they essentially used their ability to intimidate uh, they, against your employer. They went against you with uh, with charges that inevitably were dropped. We've seen these similar tactics here uh, here in New Hampshire, where activists will essentially have charges brought against them, only for at only to find out at the very last moment when they actually come to trial to defend themselves after they've spent who knows how many hours trying to figure prepare. out what to yeah to prepare their defense oh, and, they, and figure you, you it out. Be more correct about that. It's so time consuming. And yep. I tell you. There's sometimes when, you know, and I have five years of, I haven't done it in a long time, of mixed martial arts or judo, jiu-jitsu. Like I said, I'm a veteran. And there's times when I would get up in the morning and just have literally panic attacks from, you know, having having police come to my residence, inside my residence with search warrants for weapons, and I've, I've made no threats. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm actually writing to a gentleman named Marshall Mathers in Hollywood. He's the singer Eminem, mm -hmm. and there's some other uh, famous celebrities trying to enlist their help, not even financial, but I'm pledging three, three days, eight hours a day, uh, starting in mid-December of protesting out there. What do and you expect that will? What do you expect that will accomplish? Well, public awareness first and foremost. Second, mm -hmm. it is absolutely rewarding to me. Other people, even women, in the situation I'm in, feel that they are being taken advantage of by the judicial system. I mean, you know. It's it's um, very rewarding and try to educate the public and strengthen numbers really because that's the only way we're going to change these Gestapo like tactics. It's true, you do really have to educate people. people. The law. It's true. In order to get change in uh, the outside world, you do have to educate yourself and change inside yourself first, and you have to help other people find uh, the you know information that is valuable and help them understand what you know what things are important and, and why freedom is uh, is useful and liberty is important and worth uh, and, working know, my toward. Daughter and and I'm not just my daughter, but other people's children, they can't stand up and fight, and they don't have a voice. They don't really know the difference and what's going on until they're a mature age, and they have that knowledge. And my daughter deserves somebody to be an advocate for her and someone to stand up and speak for her. And, you know, at least my daughter will say, my, I'm proud of my father because he stood up for what he believed in. Well, I, I, would I would like to wish you the best of luck. I'm glad that you Thank are you personally I, I'm glad that you are personally feeling as though you're, you're benefiting from the protesting. I feel as though it's it's hopeless in most places in America. I don't think that well, you're likely... Well, you get a reaction from them. That's showing that it's working. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, okay. okay. One day, and that, and that really set them off. And kids look up to their parents as superheroes. I mean, you know, we're talking about... Infants through six years of age, they really need their fathers there. I don't know if you are, you know, just on this one issue, this, this is your only concern, but uh, if you have the wider concern of liberty in general, um, and in you general, understand yeah, that uh, that in order to be free, you must allow others to be free, I'd like to invite you to, to check out the Free State Project at freestateproject.org, because we could really benefit from having somebody uh, with your energy and your zeal for activism up here uh, getting, you know, getting active with other uh, liberty-minded people. I mean, up here, we've 
we've got a situation where we have hundreds of liberty-minded people that have all moved to the same geographic region, which is New Hampshire, in order to get active for liberty. And there are various different outreach uh, opportunities and protests and demonstrations and things like that uh, that are going on here. And I just I hope that if you feel as though you're uh, you're spinning your wheels down there in New Jersey, that you'll take a look at freestateproject.org and find out what's going on up here, because I think you'd be excited about it. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. you Good luck out there, dude. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We have Bile on the line, also in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bile. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, you're on the amp line. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm, I'm glad the last uh, caller had something nice to say about the uh, New Jersey CLU, because I've got something negative to say about the New York uh, CLU. Okay. Uh, today, I well, the, uh, so the listeners know, uh, not this past Monday, but two Mondays ago, I was arrested for uh, having videotaped Julian uh, Heiklin uh, getting arrested on federal property in front of a courthouse in New York City for doing Fiji outreach. He was doing fully informed jury association outreach, informing people of their right to vote uh, based on their conscience, not necessarily the facts in the case. Something that is completely legal for people to do, but the courts don't like it very much, so they they just continually arrest him. You happen to be there to witness it, and you caught video footage of it, which people can see over at blogofbile.com. Um, but you got in touch with the NYCLU over this? Yeah, so uh, the I had gotten arrested for pretty much admitting that I was press, and uh, so this also, I did this this past Monday, and I was not arrested this time, so Julian was. Interesting. All right, I want to get some uh, more details from you. If you don't mind, can you hang through the news? Sure. All right, more yeah. with Bile in moments from blogabile.com. Your calls as well about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. Katrina update coming up. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time you and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar. And get your free handgun. Go to frontsight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T.com. Go to frontsight.com for your training and free handgun. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free. Enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. Dot com. As we go back to your calls, Bile is on the line from blogofbile.com. And, Bile, you're back with us from New Jersey. You were giving us an update on your situation that developed about a, a week and a, a half ago at this point. Uh, last Monday, not this past one, but the one before that, you were arrested 
as you were out uh, in front of a courthouse, a federal courthouse in New York City. You were there just as a member of the press, as a, a man with a blog, or in this case, uh, calling yourself a producer for Free Talk Live, which I don't care. Anybody can call themselves a producer. I dub the producer. Live. Yeah, I don't, don't pay any of my producers, so mm-hmm. um, you're as, as good as, uh, as much of a producer as anyone else. And so you did that, and apparently it was mentioning to these government agents that you were part of the press is what got you arrested. Is that yeah, right? pretty much, because they uh, the, the rules for filming on federal property say that if you're doing uh, if you want to take photography or video for non-commercially, you have to get permission. If you want to do it commercially, uh, which would include news. Uh, then you have to get written permission. Uh, otherwise, you can only take photos of, like, the front of the building. So they arrested you, and then they ended up releasing you shortly thereafter with some sort of citation. I presume that means you're going to court at some point, right? Right. It's going to take uh, two to three months to get a court date. But, yeah, I plan on fighting it. And so then you got in touch with the New York Civil Liberties Union? Right. So uh, Monday, I went, uh, I went and witnessed uh, Julian uh, get arrested again. This time, I stood on the the uh, city property on the street and sidewalk, and and they left me alone for the most part. The one of the officers did threaten to have me arrested and give me a citation for being there and being part of of uh, the whole thing with Julian. Mm. Uh, however, and when I asked him why he was going to give me a citation, he said, "For whatever." Because uh, <laughs> you're here, we right. don't like you. Wow, that was that was brutally honest. Yeah, and it's it's it's. I got it on film too, so it's at the nice. blog. But uh, they they did harass a actual professional photographer who happened to be there for another case. And when he saw the arrest, he started taking photos. And the the arresting officer, who was the same one who arrested uh, Julian and myself last week, he instantly looked up and said, you're under arrest, and the guy was completely dumbfounded wow. and flashed his press badge, and, and they eventually let him go because he had actual business there. But but did he get not, a citation, uh, too? No, he didn't. Interesting. So Yes, yeah, so I, I sent a letter um, two days ago or three days ago to the uh, NYCLU, Telling them what happened and and the how I was arrested and whatnot, and asked if they thought maybe there was a First Amendment case here or if they had any advice. And today, I uh, while at work, I got a call from them, and I explained the situation. I don't think the woman really looked into it at all. Uh, she didn't even seem to have actually read the act, the uh, the letter that I sent her too well. Hmm. But after explaining it to her, she uh, put me on hold, talked to her super or her. Uh, the person above her came back and said, uh, yeah, well, uh, this is the law, correct? Like, you got a citation for breaking the law. Well, if that's the case, if it's the law, then that's not something we'd be interested in, in uh, attempting to uh, defend against because it's the law. Right, so they can write down whatever the hell they want, and if they just write it down and call it the law, then the uh, NYCLU will back down. That's right. what they're saying? So the law can, as long as it, uh, the, law, the law violates civil liberties, then it's okay. Yeah, apparently they're legal positivists. Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, but then again, did you really expect a whole lot? No, but I, I didn't expect that. I thought maybe they would say, well, you know, it's it's not worth fighting. You know, it's small fries or that happens all the time, and yeah. you know, your case isn't special. That's what I was expecting. I, I wasn't expecting, uh, well, hmm. it's against the law, so tough luck. Well, they they may very well just be coming up with an excuse that 
you know, get them off the phone. Uh, you know, these people sound like libertarians. We don't like libertarians. Uh, get, tell them something. Get off the phone. Get them off the phone. And, you know, that's, it, it, there's, there's, there's no guarantee that that's really what they feel about. Well, they didn't have to call back, though, either. They could have well, but she was, she was calling back to, in order to follow up, and, and he, apparently she didn't know very much Got until. It. So, was there anything else you wanted to share, Bob? No, just uh, I, I was considering calling about it, but then after the last caller was praising the NJCLU, I figured I'd put my two cents in about the NYCLU. Very good. Thanks for that. And people can go and see the uh, your latest video of the latest arrest of the FIJA activist in New York City, who's just, he's very de- uh, dedicated, clearly. He keeps going back week after week and getting himself arrested. Can, while we have you here, is there anything you can tell us about him? Has he changed his uh, his viewpoint? Is he is he just going to keep doing this for the rest of his life, or what's what's his plan? Well, as of uh, right now, what I know is that uh, the plan is to do it this upcoming Monday, and I, as long as the weather's good, and if it is, I'll be out there again to, to record it. But after that, he said that he's going out of town for a little while, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know how for, for how long, but... He said during that time he's probably going to be setting up, uh, writing up his stuff for the court case that he wants to bring up against him. Gotcha. And then when he comes back, he'll be doing it again. Okay. Well, keep us in the loop on uh, on what he ends up doing or what happens with uh, with the court case and yours as well. And thanks for the call, Bile. Appreciate hearing from you as sure. always. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It just it just kind of bums me out to see people working so hard. In other places around the country, well, and I just wonder, what's it all worth? There's been instances where the judicial system has worked in order to allow people a certain amount more freedom, mm-hmm. and it could very well work in this instance. The, the, he'll be allowed to hold a sign and and hand out flyers on the, the, the steps of a federal building, and, and, you know, that'll be the big victory, right? I guess. I... It's something, right? I mean, one man can it's make something. a difference. It just feels so, from from my perspective, having done what I've done inside the system activism down in Florida, a whole lot of it, from my perspective, I didn't feel like I was making much of a dent. I mean, I'm sure I was. I know I touched some people's lives, and I helped other people find liberty who might not otherwise have uh, discovered it. I, I know that I did make a difference in some ways, but tangibly, from the outside, looking in, it doesn't seem like it. Right. I mean, I know that I've I made a difference in that I found uh, certain activists that I managed to get involved. And, and now both of those guys are up here in New Hampshire and they're they're active here. So I think that was a real win because, I, you know, we all transplanted ourselves up from Florida up to here. Uh, I think that was great. But as far as actual tangible changes down there. No, nah, didn't manifest. Yeah, and so, I feel the same about any of the political activism I've done in the past and other places. Yeah. What came out of it? I mean, beyond your personal growth and understanding that political activism wasn't really the most, you know, probably not the best investment of your time, right? I mean, that's... Right. Well, that, there's there's one thing, learning that lesson uh, in some place besides New Hampshire when the Free State Project yeah. is... Uh, or I didn't actually the, mean to reopen that. That's why I said somewhere else. <laughs> it needs to be addressed, right? There's a, there's a great deal of political action going on here in New Hampshire. It's working, and uh, you know, that, that's fine. So if you, you know, do what you're passionate about, however, uh, I, I can understand why people are discouraged. I'd be discouraged, too, if I was doing political activism outside uh, New Hampshire. But things are working here in New Hampshire. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. So a little bit of good news here. Uh, shocking news from NPR. A federal judge in New Orleans has ruled that the U.S. government owes damages to residents whose homes were swamped 
by Hurricane Katrina's floodwaters in 2005. Now, this is shocking to me because it's so rare that you actually see the government people holding their own people accountable. Very rare. Typically, they have uh, sovereign immunity, and uh, the individual, of course, the individual bureaucrats will not be held accountable. No, so they do have the sovereign immunity has not been compromised here. Right, they still have sovereign immunity. But typically, the bureaucracies themselves are fairly immune from any sort right. of persecution. It's just difficult to bring the government up on charges. In this case, the judge, a federal judge, has decided, in a sometimes scathing critique of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. U.S. District Judge Stanwood Duvall found monumental negligence in the operation and maintenance of a shipping channel called the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet. He rejected the government's argument that the Corps is immune from liability. Of course they're going to make that argument. That's, that's, their, that's their standard one. Hey, you can't do it. We're the government. Right. This is what, it doesn't matter when we make mistakes to flood people's property and kill them. Uh, but we'll give you a little more on the story here in a moment. At 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, of course... Well, you'll have to pay for it. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Some restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And join Dale over at his website, anarchyinyourhead.com. Great liberty-oriented cartoons and essays. Uh, more of Dale is available there for you. Anarchyinyourhead.com. Don't forget Anarchity. Um, Anarchity, best part of Anarchy in Your Head. I know you got, you're got starting a new storyline going on here. I've read the most recent one. I'm not exactly sure where it's going. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm really disappointed. There's not more Anarchy uh, comics that were. Maybe you, know, you should contribute, Mark. Maybe you should pony up and encourage <laughs> him to do more Anarchy comics. What, what, what do you want? Cat antics? I mean, <laughs> cash, cash. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh, whatever, man. There will be more Anarchy eventually. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has five days of firearms training waiting for you, all for pennies on the dollar. If you act fast, it's uh, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory. XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Go to frontsite.com for your free training. Excuse me, your gun and free training. Uh, I'm getting it wrong again. Your training and free gun at frontsite.com. They give you the gun. You pay for the training. That's how it goes. You could think of it the other way around if you want to. You could think of it as paying for the gun and getting free training, if, I suppose, if you wanted to. Right? You can think about it right. any way you want. Yeah. <laughs> but they're calling it a free gun. Yes. So, uh, we continue. And by the way, it uh, comes recommended by Dan in New Hampshire, one of our listeners, called in to uh, highly recommend the course. He went up on our suggestion, checked it out, and uh, had a good time. But that and it's uh, probably, it's, it's certainly among the top-rated gun uh, safety training courses in the world. All right, so we continue here. We'll take your calls, and uh, but first, want to finish up the story briefly from uh, let's see, NPR reporting that a judge, federal judge, has actually decided to find that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and the U.S. government is liable for the damage done to various different property owners, residents whose homes were swamped after Hurricane Katrina. 
See, it wasn't the hurricane that created the flooding. It was the Army Corps of Engineers' mismanagement of the waterways. They were ter- uh, their tasks with managing that created the flooding. Uh, indeed, the judge rejected the government's argument that the Corps is immune from liability and had properly maintained the navigation channel known locally as MRGO. Flood victims had sued, arguing that the widening of the channel and subsequent loss of protective wetlands turned MRGO into a speedway for Katrina's storm surge. The channel was dug in the 1960s as a shortcut between the Gulf of Mexico and New Orleans. Duvall found that the Corps knew that widening the channel would endanger levees and protective wetlands and blamed government engineers for letting the channel run amok. The the Corps closed MRGO with rocks in July. Duvall awarded damages of about $720,000 to four people and a business. So I was surprised that the the case was so small, but apparently it's been closely watched by other Katrina victims that are seeking compensation from the government. I guess they just didn't want to get involved or maybe weren't able to for whatever reason to get involved in that case. But now perhaps the floodgates, so to speak, have opened and other property owners who had their property destroyed by the flooding caused by the Army Corps of Engineers will now uh, move in to, to cash in. But, the, of course... Class the, action suit. Yeah, well, whatever it ends up being, right now it's $720,000. If it ends up being $7 million or $70 million or whatever the, uh, the, uh, the amount of damage is, the thing is, that money doesn't come from any of the Army Corps of Engineers... Everybody else. The organization that was responsible for this, for for the destruction of New Orleans. I mean, that's all there is to it. The organization that was responsible for it doesn't bear any of the 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 punishment. There's no onus. Right. There isn't. There isn't any. So you, the citizen, for allowing them to exist, I guess. Yep. For allowing them it. to continue to steal your money. That's right. For going along with it. For going along to get along. We now you're take all get... the people that were involved that made the mistakes and make them go work off the to raise the, go work somewhere to raise the money to pay the. <laughs> that that's what it would be like if it was a if it was a company company and we held the, the 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 people that ran the company if we held them responsible. Likely, if it was something this disastrous happened. By a company, the company would just go out of business. But well, likely what would happen? I mean, let's talk about this for a moment. Yeah. What, what would happen in the absence of some centrally uh, controlled government monopoly of you know violent monopoly Army Corps of Engineers? Well, you'd have private property because in the absence of government, in the absence of the course of monopoly, everything would be privately owned. And so, if you wanted to dig a trench or dig what a channel as they did in this case, then you'd have to have the consent of the property owners and you'd have to buy their property or whatever. You'd have to work it out in the marketplace to to make that happen. And in order to make that happen, it's likely that you might have to get some sort of insurance policy on your operation because, well, the uh, the houses and the uh, the owners of the properties in the near, vic- the near vicinity may be very aware that this could... Okay, yeah, we want to sell you this property, but we also don't want to have any trouble down the line, so we want to make sure that you're doing this job appropriately. So it's likely that somebody would come in to check it out, that uh, they would, in order to get insured, the insurance company is going to want to know that what they're insuring is a quality operation and not some fly-by-night uh, joker operation like the uh, the Army Corps of Engineers who did the job and didn't do it quite right and maybe didn't even upkeep it in the appropriate manner. They just kind of did it and forgot about it. 
Why should they care? They're they're right. not responsible. Well, right. I you know I hesitate to call the Army Corps of Engineers fly by night because it, they've done so many projects, and I can only assume that some of them were done well. However, when you're talking about an organization that doesn't bear any responsibility, and all you have to do is look at this, or at least nearly the responsibilities, because I suppose maybe the head could get in trouble, or maybe he won't get promoted, or something something could happen. But he's not responsible for paying for it. The people who did. Yeah this aren't responsible in the same way that you would be in the the, the free market so um if you expect them to act like the free market you're a fool a straight fool right so in the case of the free marketplace i think what would happen is you'd have more protections built in if insurance companies were looking at this they'd want to make sure it was quality work which would mean that it'd be less likely to have the failure the massive failure that it did uh, because the marketplace wants to ensure quality because that's what people are demanding. But it doesn't matter what you demand out of government, you'll get what you get because the government people don't have the incentive to provide you with anything that works correctly, with anything that works efficiently. They have no incentive and they never will as long as they are a monopoly. That As long as they're a, a monopoly backed with violence, which is what they are, they will never have the incentive to improve. You can beg, you can cajole, you can plead, you can protest. You can chant, you can do whatever, you can write letters to the editor, write letters to the bureaucrats themselves, you can talk to them, you can try to persuade them, but it doesn't really matter in the long run whether they do what you want them to do or not, because they're going to charge you for whatever they end up deciding to do, and that's what they're going to do in this case. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, but it's noteworthy because the judge actually decided the government was liable. Even though the government came in with its same old excuse of, hey, we're the government. We're not liable for this. Come on now, judge. Hey, hey, buddy, buddy. Hey, you know us. We're like you, right? That's why I'm shocked by this case is that the judge actually decided to, to find against the government uh, in this case. Very interesting. Very unusual. Don't, don't, don't get used to this because normally when the government people do something that is incredibly asinine and dangerous and puts people in danger... Nine times out of ten, they get a pass. And in this case, as you pointed out, Mark, the individuals are getting a pass. They're not responsible for what they, they did. Those, that's almost 100% of the time. I don't know about your nine times yeah. out of ten, the government gets a pass. but Because sometimes the courts work the way I hope they are, but just often enough to make you believe that the courts work the way they're supposed to. It's just an illusion. More coming up. This is a total random chance. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. If you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We have a Facebook profile, and you can go and join up at facebook.freetalklive.com. That's now pointing at the group again, because we've had a lot of confusion about what uh, Facebook to point it at. They've got groups and fan pages on Facebook, and it's very confusing which one is 
more useful. But Mark, you're saying the group is more useful for you at this point in time. So I'm the one using it, yeah. using the group. So yeah. So uh, you can join them both, uh, but we can only point Facebook.freetalklive.com at one of them. So at this point, it's pointing at the the Facebook group. And so head on over and join up. And Free Talk Live has uh, teamed up with Midas Resources to offer low price, high quality gold and silver coins to our listeners. Now, with the economy the way it's going, a lot of people are looking to get into gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Inflation. Many pe- people believe it to be a good uh, investment. I'm expecting it to go up, but I'm not going to tell you that I, uh, that, that I think it's going to go up because I'm no expert. But um, I can tell you that I just purchased some from gold.freetalklive.com the other night because I thought the prices were going to go up. And quite honestly, I can only assume that uh, Ted Anderson, the owner at Midas, has forgotten about us <laughs> <laughs> because there was a that prices went up. The, the value of gold and silver went up on the, uh, the spot market recently, and our prices Stay here have not have not gone up. So. I would encourage you. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought that it was going to happen the very next day. I, I, I'm completely flabbergasted. It didn't. We've seen them go up once. I know that we there's started a, this. Promotion. Yes. There, I, I know there was was a surge of buys, and I can only maybe he's sick. Maybe he's got the swine flu. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> now's the time, right? Maybe he's crazy. Ted. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's crazy, Ted. I think he's just <laughs> hasn't seen this. Uh, With this... gold and used cars at super low prices, <laughs> it could be right. <laughs> um, I I felt that sense of urgency. That's all I can <laughs> can say on it. And uh, you can go to gold.freetalklive.com. Take advantage of these. Too low for words prices, uh, you know, at this point. Well, they're not too low for words. The Walking Liberty halves are $8.69. Lakota Nation Silver Rounds are twenty two thirty. Uh, British Sovereigns for uh, $288.00. Twenty francs for uh, two thirty three. So that I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious. But what you can do is you can also use the layaway program. Lock it in and lock in those rates right now. You don't have to have the money. You just have to have a certain amount to put down. You don't have to have the whole thing. It's best. I ordered twenty eight coins. You have to kind of play with the shipping to know how many you're going to ship uh, at at that at the best price. But uh, I, you know, for the Walking Liberties, I know that it was twenty eight because that's what I ordered. Don't have a lot of money sitting around. What can I tell you? Some people are get buying the gold. Some people are buying the silver. Call this number if you want to do the layaway. Eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. That's eight seven seven eight five seven ninety nine thirty eight. We go to your calls about what you want, and we go to Kurt in Michigan on the amp line. Kurt, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Gentlemen, good evening. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Kurt? Well, I just had a very interesting lunch, or excuse me, dinner with uh, my nephew, whose course of study uh, hopes to get him a position at the DEA when he's finished. Oh, gosh. How Uh, old is this guy? Well, he's uh, he's, um, just turned 21. And um, uh, kind of a little background, I, I save my nieces and nephews' presents, all the ones that I would give them over the years until their 21st birthday, and I just cut them a check for $500. Oh, okay. It's, a, it, it's amazing the kind of attention that buys you. I bet. But, <laughs> we would, but he was actually quite receptive, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd asked him, you know, why the DEA? Yeah, well, that's what, what I was going to ask what, you. Why? What the hell happened what, to this what's kid? pushing you that way? Yeah. Well, he he was saying that some of his friends in school had gotten into dealing uh, uh, a you know in high school a a quantity and it had estranged them from you know the relationships they had in you know with people in high school 
and and had caused what he you know considered to be problems you know and then I asked him I said well do you think that an additional 10 or 15 years in prison would have helped this person out at all and his his eyes kind of got wide and he said he said no <laughs> and I said well that's where you're headed though yeah that's what you're going to be doing to them you're going to you be know? putting people in jail cells Kurt do we lose you Kurt's gone. He can call back. I think we lost Kurt. Would like to hear, definitely would like to hear the rest of that story. 800-259-9231. Sounds like a, a, maybe a successful intervention. I, I don't know. Uh, not sure how... If anybody could do it, Kurt can. Yeah, Let's, not, hope. Let's uh, hope. I hope so. Not sure how far along in his education that uh, that he was going, but presumably if you're, being, uh, if you're on track to become a DEA agent, it probably wouldn't be too hard to shift to becoming just a regular law enforcement officer. If you still feel like you must get involved in the state's uh, law enforcement apparatus, at least I think that would be a little more preferable. Well, that... Because uh, you could avoid narcotics. Isn't DEA a federal... Yes. So, I mean, you know, FBI is still open, things like that. I know they're hiring. Not that I'm saying that it's, you know, it's certainly uh, not the pinnacle of a liberty it's, career. It's, but It may not be as bad, but that's not very encouraging either. I'd hate to, you know. Kurt's back, I think. Uh, caller, you're on the air? Yeah, Kurt is back. Okay, uh, Kurt. But, but I don't know how far we got. But anyway, we, we've had a, we had ourselves a very nice uh, dinner and, and tried to explain, you know, the idea of, you know, my concern of, of, you know, my, my nephew at 40 or 45, you know, realizing and the psychic damage of realizing he's done more damage than, than good, mm. you know, and, and I wanted to, to kind of get those ideas across him. And he was actually quite receptive to them. Uh, I think that's excellent. So how far along in college has he been at this process, and can he change to some sort of alternative beyond the DEA? Can he do something else? Well, any type of Leo and for, you know, any type of Leo occupation would be secondary to his soccer career. Uh, soccer. He's actually quite a talented goalie, I see. and he is uh, on a four-year scholarship. So his sights are set on a soccer career. So I, I hope that that certainly takes off for him, because not only will it be much more lucrative, but it'll be much more psychically healthy. Yeah, you'll be providing something that people actually want, uh, which is entertainment. So, but, but of course, realistically, most people that want to be in professional sports don't end up in professional sports. So if he needs to go in a different direction, can his criminal justice education, you know, can that be parlayed into something else besides the DEA or does he have to? Yeah. How know, far is he into this? <laughs> right. What about public well, he, defender? I mean, a, not public defender. He's, but. A, he's a junior. Okay. So is that? So he's, I, he's getting into the meat of it and he's, he's, he's getting other classes. He says that he's really sparking other interests, sociology and uh, and uh, uh, law was another thing that he said he thought was interesting. How uh, about law which, enforcement against prohibition? Did you introduce him to I, that concept? I introduced him both to that and Oath Keepers as well. What I, what I did was on the way there, I'm not a big believer in words on paper, but I bought a pocket constitution. And I, and I, I pulled it out. I said, this is part of your present. And I pulled it out and I said, this, this is what you're going to be taking an oath to. And then from that point forward, every order you get will probably be in direct contradiction of this. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted you to understand the world of conflict and the world of contradiction you're going to be entering in doing this. I, I think it's great what you've done. I, it's an intervention, and I hope it's had some success. Do you plan on following up with him? Well, I, I, obviously. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're close. And, you know, I talk to him on a, on a semi-regular basis. And, and uh, you know, I mean, it's 
he he's heard some of my Liberty stuff before, but I don't know that he quite expected this out of me. Uh, but it was it was it was you know I, I at the end of it, you know I, I told him that you know this is a, an outgrowth and a manifestation of my convictions. I hope I didn't step on your toes, and I hope I gave it to you in a in a way that was palatable. And and he said it was you know that everything was respectful, and he he will definitely think about what it is I've said. I guess that's all you can ask for. Was there anything Absolutely. else you wanted to share with us, Kurt? Um, just uh, not only AMP program, but vote on podcastawards.com. Thank you so much for that, and thanks for uh, for reaching out to your nephew there. I, I think it, uh, I hope it made a, a big difference with him, and I hope he really thinks it over. And I really hope that he goes to law enforcement against prohibition, because if he's kind of in that world of uh, preparation for law enforcement, it's very likely that hearing from other law enforcement officers and retired law enforcement officers uh, could also be very, very persuasive to him. So, uh, so definitely ask him about that when you follow up. And, and thanks, Kurt, for the call and the story tonight. I appreciate all the effort. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. And hopefully... Uh, We'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that worked out. 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. 1-800-259-9231. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. The 20 franc has been made and trusted worldwide. They're about a fifth of an ounce of gold, easily carried on your person in case of emergencies, untracked by the government, of a size that one can do business with. Who would turn down a 100-year-old gold coin? Get them for $233 a piece. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, we'd like you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board with the program, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month, and you get perks like access to the Ampoli call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more, and the Ampoli podcast as well. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls and go to Scott in Wisconsin. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, how you doing there, Ian and uh, uh, Dale, and, Dale and, Mark. and Mark? Yes, Last Scott, night, just super. Um, I called in and uh, we discussed, and I appreciate you guys bearing with me, but I got bothered by a call last night from a gentleman that called out from West, and he uh, uh, said that he didn't believe in hell. And I will defend this old book till the day I get a bullet between my eyes or I die. Because you're just, obstinate and set in your ways. Well, I just wanted to share something. By the way, I agree with that guy, Scott. Uh, I also do not believe in hell. Yeah, I don't either. Well, okay, but I just wanted to share this with you and then have you comment on it if you would let me do this. Certainly. Okay? All right, I want to read out of Luke, out of the good old Uh-oh. book. How long uh, is this going to be? Because we can't really go for too long. Okay. This is just, verse, okay. just a All verse right, or two? It says, I'll read it quick. Okay. It says, 
there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Ew. And it came to pass, and the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. They put a beggar into a, a rich man's bosom? Well, that's Abraham in the back of the, the, the Bible. He was one of the righteous men to the Lord. And, okay. Okay, so... Um, and then verse 23 says... Can we say bosoms on radio? <laughs> we, yeah, okay, we just did. go ahead. But well, that's out of the, the good book. You know, it uh, says that uh, you know, in Kings, in First Kings, it says they uh, all that pisseth on the wall. They use the uh, the old King James style of piss. <laughs> How is it they put a beggar inside a man's breast? Well, see what what we're talking about here is is that. Um, let me just finish out. It's and God, right? He can do whatever he wants. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead verse, with the other verse. Verse twenty-three make, it says, makes a lot of sense. In hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. And seeth Abram far off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip uh, the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I is am this supposed to be sexual? I don't know. Is this kind of like, is this turning, is this turning anyone on? Not me. No, okay. Yeah. Just oh, I'm just picturing someone like on fire from head to toe and they want to drop a water on their tongue, you know. Well they figure that's, that's he figures that's all he's about. worth. Okay, <laughs> so the, uh, what did we what did we read? It said in hell he lifted up his eyes. Right. Well the gentleman so, um uh, how can last people night people sit there and say that they don't you can't believe in hell when it's an old the book, Bible Scott. Shows you. Scott. The Bible's an old book. The gentleman from last night said that he was talking about the the, the New Testament in the Greek, and that there are three different terms for, that that are used uh, to describe what this English word hell. And what you've read is English, and so I mean, I mean, I I've heard just like you probably that if the King James version was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. I get that. However, the original documents really were written in other languages, so you and I are reading translations and. Tra- in a lot of cases, translations of translations and recopyings of translations. So that's got to be a joke that King James was good enough for Jesus, right? It is. So, it is a joke. Okay, it, okay. It, but it, it shows <laughs> so the mentality. Version of the Bible. It shows the mentality of people that can uh, that it's are biblical literally edited version see, of the Bible. No okay. matter what Mark was saying, yes, there is, but the, it doesn't matter because it's Tardis, it's the Abyss. There's all names for that place. But your the bottom proof. Line, this is not a joke, guys. No, the bottom line, is Scott, is that. But wait, wait, yeah. Scott, hang me. on. The bottom line is you are basing your belief systems off of your interpretation of what an old book says that has been interpreted many times over by other people in you know over the several Especially thousand years. Especially the King James version. That thing's okay, been edited all to hell, hell and back. I'll, 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 I said I'll hell. With this, though, okay. In the back of Revelation, it says that. Very in chapter twenty-two, it says, "He who adds words to this book will be suffer the plagues of it, and he who taketh the word out will be taken out of the book of life." You uh, know, the book Scott- of life is that the people that will make it to the new heaven and kingdom. So this is something that cannot be joked around with. And people that sit there and think that it's a silly old book, Scott. And so I will the, joke the, about the preachers it. that uh, that that preach the Trinity are all going to hell. Is that what you're saying? 
I'm saying if we do not accept not Jesus Christ into our soul. Scott, all right, can you answer Mark's question? Mark, place. or Scott, where we are. Scott, Mark had a question, and you okay. completely dodged it. Mark, one more time. Let's try So Scott. are you saying that the preachers that preach the Trinity, that God is three triune, that is a triune being of three parts, are you saying those people are going to go to hell? Because you just claimed uh, this, this revelations thing, the, the warning, do not change any words in this book, otherwise you'll go to hell. So are you claiming those guys that are talking about a Trinity, the word Trinity, not being in the Bible, are going to hell? If they are changing the wording in the old books, yes, they are. What about the people that changed the words to make it so you could read it? What about those people? What about the people that well, translate see, it to problem, English? The, the that's what I'm saying. The problem with that is, is a lot of people, they're, take, they're omitting the words, and that's me taking them out of the script. How do you know, Scott, that what you're reading is the actual genuine article? Because it's the old good book. No. It's not. It's the <laughs> the old James good version. book is not English. The old good book was written in two different languages. One was Greek and the other was Arabic or Aramaic or whatever. Um, uh, you know, some, some old dead language they don't use anymore. And uh, I mean, so you, you aren't reading the old good book. You're reading a translation. Somebody changed it. That person who changed it is going to hell. According Why to would you belief. listen to them? No, right, right. Do you have an answer for that, Scott? Okay. Let me just share one more thing here. Let me just gloss okay. right over what you yeah, just let's said, Let's ignore Mark. the question you right, just asked. Because, because the reason, you know what, Scott? You know what? The reason why you do this, can I explain something to you? The reason why you just gloss right over whatever it is that Mark brings up is because what he's saying to you is a direct challenge to your belief system. And so in your mind, uh, this little it's factor called... It's not in my mind, it's, it's in my heart. It's a factor called cognitive dissonance, and your cognitive abilities are in your mind. It kicks no, no, in, no, no, and it no, tells no, you, whoa, whoa, heart. I can't hear what you're it's saying, Mark. Heart, if brother. I were to listen to you, then I would have my belief system uh, effectively okay. challenged, and but I can't do just, that, so I'll just go just on reading my scripture. And then, I'll, you can, and then you can... Uh, okay, yep. get me off. It says, For if God's spirit not the angels, more scripture. that's sin... But cast them down in hell and deliver them into the chains of darkness to be reserved until judgment. And I'll end with that. Uh, Thank stay you, here Scott. for a moment, Scott. I want to ask you a question. Well, yeah, I want to ask, don't leave until I you ask Dale. Dale I want to ask Dale a question. Now, if uh, you were going to design a religion, right right now, we're going to do it. What would you do? Yeah, there's a lot of money in that. I might. There do is that. a tremendous amount of money. Just ask that uh, guy 100%. who did Scientology, L. Ron yeah, Hubbard. Yeah. Um, but you know, let's let's say we're going to start our own. I would say that the first thing that you have to do is uh, tell people right, right in the book that if they use logic and reason to try to figure out this book, to help. that it won't help because this book is about uh, God-given uh, you know, words and your, your, your logic before God is uh, nonsense. Yeah. You couldn't possibly understand God. A lot of people God. say that, that, God, that logic oh, it's a verse, is, dude. is yeah, you know, God is beyond all that. Right. So. You, it's a verse in there where they claim that you it's just can't very use convenient. logic. And if you deny, you, you're going to go to a terrible place. As a matter of fact, you're going to go to that terrible place yeah. for eternity. The most horrible place, far beyond even what we can imagine horrible being. And it's going to torture you <laughs> for all of time. For all eternity, far beyond what we can imagine uh, time existing for. But if you do what I say... 
you'll get to go to a wonderful place. 10% time. Far beyond what you can even imagine being wonderful. Yeah, if you you, you imagine wonderful, it's it is farcical. even better than wonderful. It is beyond farcical. Right. The, 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 uh, the tactics <laughs> used to make people believe this ridiculous stuff. Right, and, and don't forget the guy with the bad haircut and, or the toupee who's screaming up there at the top of the, uh, the, the, at the front of the room b- demanding that you give him money. I mean, that guy, ignore him. You know? I, I, I heard a preacher on a, a TV preacher one day talking about having the, he envisioned it like he even showed his hands around his head. He was moving his hands around his head to to depict a shield that you should have around your head. And if an idea and <laughs> Satan likes to send ideas into your head that challenge your faith. And you and you should you have to reject those. That's right. Don't even let them get in your brains. And I'm like, this is this is classic <laughs> satanic it's ideas. Classic brainwashing. It's not yeah. even dis, it's not even subtle. That's right. Put your put your shields up and pick up your phones. Our credit card. We'll take your credit cards and uh, uh, believe yeah. whatever you want. Checks, Stop threatening people with hell. It's crazy. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. God will bring you to heaven if you just give me ten percent every week. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Plus... I want to tell you about a, a brand new audiobook that is available for you to download. Actually, it's been available for a little while, but I just finished the actual text version of it today, and I thought it was so great. I wanted to promote the audiobook version of it, and so I put up uh, put it up at book.freekeen.com, which is the same place that you've been able to download uh, The Market for Liberty for the past couple of years. I turned a 1970s book, uh, The Market for Liberty by Morris and Linda Tannehill, into an audiobook a few years ago. And since then, it has had thousands of downloads, which is wonderful because people are getting the ideas of freedom in a very principled manner. It's a great book. But the thing with The Market for Liberty is, well, it was written almost 40 years ago. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's time for an update. And so Complete Liberty is now available at book.freekeen.com. You can still get the market for liberty. That's still there. But uh, Wes Bertrand is the author, and he is also the man behind the Complete Liberty podcast, which I also highly recommend. Really enjoy that show. It's one of the uh, shows we feature on the Liberty Radio Network at libertyradionetwork.com. So if you've been listening to the Liberty Radio Network, you're probably already well aware of Wes and his uh, his show Complete Liberty, which you can get also at completeliberty.com. 
But uh, so he's got this complete liberty book, which kind of lays it all out, talks about what liberty is and where we are today and how we got to where we are and some of the psychology behind uh, people's mindsets and and also how we can get to where we want to be, which is a voluntary society, people uh, organizing themselves in, in, on a consensual basis in a voluntary manner. And he does a great job of expressing it in fairly easy to understand terms. So I liked it, and so I wanted to make sure it got some extra exposure. So I've put it up at book.freekeen.com. There's an article right at the top of freekeen.com pointing it out to you. It's a 200-something megabyte download for you, and it is completely free. And it's uh, Wes reading his own book. Uh, and you can also download a PDF version of Complete Liberty if you prefer to read the text on the page. And there's also a link for you to purchase the uh, the actual book, the physical copy. So thanks to Wes uh, for doing a great job with the book. It's fantastic, and I highly recommend it to anybody out there. Um, it's great. Check it out at book.freekeen.com. As we continue here, we're taking your phone calls about whatever is on your mind. Mark, you, you've become a bit of a fan of the Complete Liberty podcast, isn't that right? I really enjoy it. Um, I, I, you know, I think that they do a great job. Yeah. All right. So we continue here. Uh, I believe we have Matt on the line in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, okay. Hopefully you can bear with me for a couple of seconds. Certainly. All right. Listening to Scott. Um, I'm reminded of when I was a child, and I used to love to hear fantasy stories. And these fantasy stories would play in my mind, and they'd be very real. And uh, I grew up, and I uh, started to write things. And I actually have a book on the market. It's called The Black Blade. It's available. There's not too many copies. The uh, publisher went out of business, but it's there. And it's a fantasy book. And when I read it, and I will read it every once in a while, I can't even remember writing some of it. Hmm. It's as if God came and inhabited my brain and made me write this down on the paper. And if I was living 5,000 years ago, and I had done this, and I had told people, it was like God came and told me this story, then I'm sure that Several of the people, especially if they were fans of my writing, would go, oh, my, this is the word of God. It's the same kind of deal. Do you know I've, That's what the Bible is. Do you know I've had that same experience going back and reading my blog post? Just reading a blog post that wasn't written that long ago. I go back and read it, and I go, well, not that I, not that it was written by God and that God inspired it, but just I forgot that I wrote it. I mean, I, I l- read it, and it's like new material to me. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's clever. Who thought of that? Oh, that was me. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how I feel. I go, I look at it, and I go, you mean I wrote this? Mm. And I'll, so I can understand how this all got misinterpreted. What I can't understand is the mentality that would allow people to continue to to think of a book in that way. God did not come down and write this book. Had God done it, then he did a terrible, terrible job. And, I mean, really, he he's not a writer. He needs a different day job. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, and, um, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. 
Well, the Bible isn't a book. It's a is in as much as it's a compilation of the writings of you know forty different people and sixty something different books. And it's you know this is this is where the conundrum comes in is the idea. Well, it's the expression of God through these forty different people. So clearly, the expression of God through these forty different people will be you know different in each one of them. But I, you know that this is where the 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 the, the raveling uh, you know the 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 threads start to unravel from this this story. Yeah, I've heard that too. That you know, if you were God and you were going to try to reach your people with a book, would you allow these uh, the you know mistakes to get in there? And I'd, not... If I was God and I had this <laughs> I important this important stuff, I'd shoot that book down on a on a meteor with a giant gold arrow pointing <laughs> at it, suspended in heaven that says God's Here book. It is. Better right. yet, show up I and tell them yourself. <laughs> I would not leave any chance. Anytime anybody said uh, you know said, well, that's not God's word. I'd pop in, send one of my angels to oh, pop in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it give, is. Give him an angel wedgie right there. Right. Oh yeah. Then you know, because there wouldn't be any doubt. But this, this, this whole thing. Well, God's <laughs> testing you to see whether or not you got the stuff to make it to heaven. Well, that's real nice. I mean, <laughs> I should throw Jack outside tonight, see if he's got the stuff to make it to the morning. I mean, that's. I mean, this oh, is gosh. what you do to their kids. For God's sakes, he's twenty months old, and, and, and I don't know anything about this world that God created. It's it's absolute insanity. And and I'm sorry if somebody believes that Noah story has read that thing and believes it. They just it you, I, I, you either completely brainwashed or lost grip on reality. Yeah, um, in the uh, the the movie 2012 uh, takes quite a bit from uh, Noah. Is really he, something if you haven't seen that yet. I have not seen. I it. haven't seen it now. They, t- they take it's, uh, it's a it's a very visually effective movie. It's got some really neat special effects. I've heard it's not effective from a plot standpoint, however. No, it's kind of out there. It's, so. it's just a but, it's just a special effects movie where you get to watch things get blown up and stuff. Eh, not probably something but, I'm going to waste spend my time on. But you know, maybe God sent this into the writer's brain and the filmmaker's brain, and it's actually <laughs> the word of God. This movie. <laughs> well, you know, the, it's it's silliness. Yeah, it, if it you sure could get is. the right preacher to say that it was. Then you'd sell a heck of a lot more. Well, and the yeah, yeah. The, the blind obedience to this document. You better is what's be blind, most... o- blindly obedient. If you're not, you're going to hell. Right. This is it. It's not a blind obedience. That's why Ian. he doesn't want to hear it is you. Abject fear. That's why he won't listen to you. But because of that fear, right? He's he's he is deathly afraid of some sort oh, yeah. of uh, hellish existence that you know for eternity. If he were to actually entertain your ideas, Mark. Your legitimate I, questions. I still remember hearing my this when I was still young and incredibly impressionable, and uh, I didn't, I really didn't know much. You know, I was still learning my, you know, the faith of my family. And my uh, older sister um, said that uh, if you even, and, and this has been said before, it's not just her. I mean, she, if you even, the, the one unforgivable sin was to deny the existence of God, even in your mind, for a moment. Even for a moment, like to say God does not exist, and, and that's what I, you know, it might have been, a, she made me, she misunderstood what was told to her, or exaggerated at the time, she was pretty young herself, uh, not as young as me, of course, that was a stupid thing to say, <laughs> my older sister, who's not as young as me, yeah. uh, <laughs> sorry, you're sleepy, I, I, yeah, and, uh, and she, but she told me this, and I remember, like, and I remember it's such a distinct moment in my mind, even though I was very young at the time, uh, when I had this moment where I stopped believing in God, just for a moment. 
And I was watching cartoons, and so I was watching like Daffy Duck and Porky Pig, and and I, that moment is stuck in my head for just. And I was like, and, and I was just like filled with terror from. I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm going to hell now. <laughs> Thanks, Matt, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. People like uh, Scott in Wisconsin, if it's said in the Bible that the world was flat, providing evidence to the contrary would be shut out and disbelieved and uh, called, you know, the sa- Satan's evidence or something like that. Like, they wouldn't believe it. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight... It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features, by the way, include uh, the chat room. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com. Best time is during the show, but it's open all the time. Chat.freetalklive.com. At Manchester Brewing, prayer warriors are standing by 24-7, ready to intercede with Lord Elvis on your behalf. Find out more at manchesterbrewing.com. We go to your calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Oh, guys, I didn't want to call in today about the Bible, but you just made me. You I made you. Me. You twisted my arm. <laughs> okay. You put a fire under me, so I, I just got to call you. All right. Go at it. it and, and, you know, I was going to call about something else today, but now I'm going to have to put that on the back burner. Sorry but, to hear it, darn. <laughs> and, Mark, you know... I don't consider myself a uh, uh, an unthinking uh, individual, yet I see how the uh, story of of Noah's Ark could certainly have come to pass. Where'd the now, water go? Listen to me. Okay. It cannot possibly have come to pass on the planet as it exists today. This planet? In other words, in other words, with uh, thirteen thousand foot tall mountains and. Uh, with the uh, with the topography right now, no, you couldn't have a worldwide flood. Okay. But if the topography were different, certainly you could have had a worldwide flood. And if the worldwide flood represented a change in the entire structure of the planet, some drastic event such as a, uh, a comet or something striking the uh, planet's surface, which would have resulted in... Uh, mountains, continents moving, and all kinds of drift taking place, yes, then certainly such an event could have taken place. So I'm not saying that, that it did take place, because I, I wasn't there. I don't know. But I'm certainly saying that it is possible. So I don't think that a, uh, somebody is a non-thinking individual because they believe that story. Um, you know, you, There's geologists out there. All of them, as a matter of fact, that um, basically say that the, you know the flood didn't occur. There's no record of it. Um, that the mountains that are here, the thirteen thousand uh, of you know even 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 taller than that mountains that are uh, here on the planet have been here quite some time and significantly longer than the six thousand years ago that the well, the world was was made, and then the four thousand years ago that the uh, the flood occurred. So I mean, I, it's the 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 science that we have access to today. 
Um, and I understand, Gene, you're not sending anybody to hell, so I'm, you know, I'm not going to go too hard against you on this because, well, you know, any religion that's not sending anybody to hell, I don't I figure it's that big of a deal. But okay, well, at any rate, you're, what you're talking about as far as the geologic age of the Earth, I question the basic measurement, and I've talked to you in the past about um, radiometric dating. And uh, I've explained to you that there are certain um, uh, preconceptions regarding radiometric, radiometric dating, that if you don't accept those, then the, the dating system is completely off. And there are e- events where people have tried to use radiometric dating on things that they know to be a certain age, and they've come up with different numbers. Or the, you know, and, of course, they always... Uh, Described, uh, they always use the excuse that there's some kind of contamination or something else wrong with the sample. All right. Well, well if we can't use science, then well, let's use the Bible. Well, there's actually, no, there's, saying, I'll tell you um, something that's pretty darn uh, incredibly accurate. Within, in the span of years that we're talking about, and that would be carbon dating, and that yes, dates carbon, many carbon things 14. at many, at tens of thousands of years. There's there's a point where you realize where something has to be like at least fifty thousand years, and then beyond that they can't tell how old it is. All other than it's it's definitely more than fifty thousand years. Carbon fourteen is is pretty accurate if you're using something where you have a known uh, variable to go with. In other words, you've got a known uh, not a variable but a known uh, constant to go with. Like if you've got a piece of furniture from Louis the 14th period you can carbon 14 date that and you can use that as a sample then as a reference to go with other items that were found in that area but carbon 14 has a limitation of something like 14,000 years and you really can't oh, go sure. beyond that uh, but the Bible I, I thought it was I thought it was 50 but but it's but it's uh, it's a point it's far beyond what the Bible says the age of the earth is I mean that's double yeah, and that well, makes no sense because you don't start. It doesn't start showing the time lapse until the thing dies that you're dating. It has to die. It has to be a living thing that died. So at any rate, what I'm saying is that there are errors and there are problems with all of the radiometric dating. And I don't want. I didn't call to go into radiometric dating so much. If you wanted to do a story on radiometric dating, we can do that. But. I, right now, I wanted to mention something that I saw earlier you guys were doing with Scott, and I, I see you doing this quite often, and I, you know, I didn't even want to call you on it today. I wasn't going to call you on it, but you are doing the same thing that I see CNN doing, that I see uh, MSNBC doing. I see all of these big people is what they're doing. They're uh, ridiculing and making fun of people that they disagree with, rather than make logical arguments. Oh, Gene, come That's on. That's absolute I, crap, I Gene. I think if, if the, it, we're it's making fun of the crap. manner... You guys were laughing we're, yeah, and the, having a great time. He doesn't time. even that manner listen of persuasion, to what we say, that Gene. Manner, we're talking but about the manner... I will, have a, I will have a logical argument with someone who argues logically, but someone who uses that manner of persuasion, where he's, he's completely ignoring all of our questions, he's just reading Fine. scripture... And yeah, that's that's worthy of ridicule. Right, lo, lo, Gene, Fine. hold on, hold on, one, one one moment. Logical things were said to Scott. 
Logical questions were asked of Scott. Scott ignored. Scott shut them off. Shot, Scott just went on with his tirade, went on with his reading of his scriptures, and went on with, with his point. And what he was saying, the things he was saying, were laughable. You expect us to not did. laugh at something that's funny? Listen, I mean, the, the blind obedience hey, he had was, was ludicrous. I agree. I agree. Hello. I agree with you on everything that you're saying. However... The point is you don't reach somebody by ridiculing them. He's not listening. Someone, He's not reachable. If you've if thrown this person out the window and you said, I don't really give a damn what he wants, then go ahead and ridicule him. But if you're trying to reach somebody, you don't reach them by making fun of them. But that's, well, that's what was funny is that he had demonstrated that he wasn't reachable because he wasn't listening to anything we were saying to him. I, he was just – he was a, it was a one-sided conversation. He just wanted to read scripture to us. And the absurdity of that was that he knew or he ought to know if he had any common sense that, that the premise had not been accepted, that he was reading scripture from a book that we did not see as the word of God. He did, and he just kept reading from it. That's, Everyone that's, is reachable. Anytime you're five having a... Ago, five years ago, I thought Ian wasn't reachable, but I've listened to this show, and one of the things, what I really wanted to call about today was because a lot of times I call this show and I, I disagree with you on this point or that point, but what I really wanted to do today was I was going to call Free Talk Live, and I was going to say, you know what, guys, a lot of times I call because I disagree with you guys on this point or that point, but I've been listening for five years because I like your show. You do a great job. It's a fantastic show. The best one that I can think of. Well, thank I can't you, think Gene. of any show better. I appreciate and, that. And I think that and, in the case of what... Uh, we can bring it back if you've got more you want, to, you want to say there. You're welcome to. But when we were having a conversation with Scott, it did not start with ridicule. And when we were laughing, it was because what he was saying was ridiculous. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Take control. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want by dialing the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video to show that they are indeed listeners of Free Talk Live. See them, and if you are a lady listener, you can get involved over at shrine.freetalklive.com. By the way, Shrine of Female Listeners now brought to you by Manchester Brewing at manchesterbrewing.com. All right, so um, just, just a little bit more on what Gene was saying. I invited him to stick around. He hung up during the break. But he was calling to chastise us. Well, first, originally he was calling to, to praise us for being his favorite talk show. But uh, he ended up chastising us because <laughs> of how we handled the call with Scott earlier. And Scott is... A semi-regular caller uh, to the show. He called last night. Uh, sometimes it'll be a week or two until we hear from him again. But he usually calls in uh, admonishing us or trying to trying to bring us on board with his fundamentalist Christian beliefs. And Scott. Talking, Scott, yes. Right. Uh, and trying to you know bring us on board with that and uh, scare us with the whole you're going to hell thing. And, and he's very nice, of course, uh, about it. But... What Gene didn't really understand, and what I wanted to point out, and Dale Dale made this point during the break, is that we're not really trying to reach Scott. 
I mean, we're had, we had we had in the five minutes that we have for the segment, you know. Right. Well, there's nothing that um, can be said, uh, really. I mean, I've I've said everything to Scott that I that that has made me question the same fundal, fundamentalist beliefs that I was brought up in and brought and and believed in into to some extent or another into my adulthood. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I've I've he wasn't asked listening. all those questions to Scott. Not in the same not not today, but when I've asked over them, time, right? He he, it, those things don't put any chinks in his armor. They bounce off like peas against a. Uh, he's just you know, not listening. He wall. demonstrated that he's not listening. He's just reading scripture, which works for him because he accepts the Bible as the word of God. But if you you know this is a normal conversation concept that people need to grasp. If you do not agree on the premise on some premise beforehand. You can't come to any conclusions thereafter. You have to start from what you agree on. Right. And if you don't agree on something, you have to back up until you do, and then you can move forward. Now, I agree with Gene that everybody's reachable. Um, I'm not willing to sure. call Scott unreachable, um, as Dale did, but I can understand what Dale was saying because I've, I've, I feel that way. How, That's not the point. And I want, I want to approach Scott like he's, uh, you know, he's an individual. I don't want to use him as shtick on a radio show. However, <laughs> when a guy dodges a question, questions over and over again, and it's pretty clear that he doesn't want to think, to me, to me it's clear, that he doesn't want to think rigorously about he his chose, religion. He chose to be the shtick. Scott chose that. He could have listened to you. He could have listened to the questions. Right. He could have answered them. He could have thought about them for a moment. He could have answered them honestly. But instead, he shut it down. He wasn't listening at all, and he just went on with his uh, with his scripture. He just went on with the points. He was just waiting for the next opportunity to, where you would pause so he could jump in with the, the next point that he wanted to make. We weren't really having a conversation with Scott, though we did get, get him to answer some questions about how he just believes it uh, blindly and obediently and all that. But he, create, he created, if there was something laughable in that segment with Scott, it was because of what he said. It was because of what his viewpoint was. And you're right, Mark. It's not that he's unpersuadable. It's not that we believe that he's unpersuadable. It's just that uh, we don't have the time to work on him like that. We don't have... We're going to have five minutes left in the segment, and he's ignoring everything we say. And Right. We're not going to keep him on for two hours and try <laughs> to chink, chink through his arm. Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. It, ultimately, it doesn't matter. It's like Scott's got his religion, and it's good for him, and yeah, that's yeah, fine. Sure. And, and if he lives his life as a fundamentalist Christian and dies, he probably has lived a full and successful life. He'll feel happy about but it. But I sure, sort of yeah. feel, to some extent, and this is, um, uh, as I've stated on a couple of occasions, the two things that I find uh, most reprehensible about religions in general, and specifically the sort of fundamental fundamentalist Christian religion is the the discipleship, the going out and saying, hey, watch out, Jesus is coming. You're going to die and go to hell. That's the other part, is the going to hell part. Um, So the the discipleship and the the threat of hell, and I, I get both of these, and honestly... Why wouldn't I feel threatened if I've just been told by somebody that I'm going to be tortured for all of eternity, the worst possible fate? And, well, I try to use logic to say, I don't believe this. I've, I've, I've come across this, uh, this, this, this analysis before, and I've rejected it out of hand. Once I felt the way you did, and uh, then I found that this, and now I feel this, right? I yep. feel, felt, found. And I guess God's going to have to send me to hell. I'm going to stand there. Before his holy throne, looking upwards, and I'm going to say, God, I tried my very, very best. I used logic. I searched for you my whole life. And I I, I just couldn't accept what I was told. And I guess you're going to have to send me to hell now, God. Well, I'd like to thank God. Let's hope he doesn't act like Judge Burt. 
<laughs> I, I'd like to take a moment to thank Goddess for sending us Scott on the phones to uh, give people such a wonderful example of the uh, just the asininity of organized religion and its and its and its just ironclad belief systems that will accept no questioning and won't even entertain. They won't even entertain. He will not even listen to the questions because it's too. It's too damaging to his belief system. Were he to actually think about the logical points that we're uh, that we're making, it would shut down his. Uh, it shuts down his mind. You he know, can't handle it. While we're still on this subject, uh, I wanted to add. We went right to the break, but when I had that moment of clarity, where I suddenly said, "Ah, oh, you know, I don't believe." I, for a moment, I didn't believe in God, and then I was like panicky for a moment, like, "Oh, that means I'm going to go to hell." But then I was like, "No, I really." don't believe and then all of a sudden like all the air comes out of the balloon because i didn't believe in hell either you, you were know, honestly i wish that i'd had a you had that experience at relatively young age i did like early not. teens or i i okay. you know like i to me my religion that i was taught growing up in christian school in uh church in sunday school which i taught uh in, mm. in the you know in prison when i ran to the bible to save me you know all that stuff I found it so damaging um, to me emotionally. I, you know, this I will never give that uh, put the, put that awful guilt on my kid. So it's like uh, you know when we're talking to somebody on this show and they're a dyed in the wool socialist or a fascist or you know statist or Republican or Democrat. Or I, I repeat myself. But if they if they're just so dyed in the wool that they, we're not getting anywhere with them, well that's okay. We don't have to win. Uh, with everybody, we don't have to. Uh, the whole notion of winning is right. even kind of you know you're having Convert. a discussion and, and and sharing ideas, you know. Right, and usually when you talk to somebody uh, the first time about liberty, for instance, they're not going to come on board. It takes them a long time. They have to ask, you know, they have to kind of assess what you've said. They have to think about it themselves. They have to spend some time mulling the ideas over. They have to do further research, have further conversations. So it's a it's a lengthy process. Any old time you're trying to bring somebody on, uh, you know, on board with an idea. But it doesn't matter to me whether Scott listens to the questions. Yeah, it would make for a more interesting conversation, maybe, if he were to actually, you know, conceptualize these ideas and consider them seriously. Well, but, but but he doesn't, and that's okay. So we had fun with it, which is what we do. We have fun on the radio, and that's our what listeners makes us enjoy it. Entertaining talk show hosts. I mean, you can call, you can say whatever you want about the show. We've been on the air for seven years, and we're growing all the time. So one can only assume we are, to some level, entertaining, doing and something right. I if, guess if if what we chose to do is handle everybody in a in a very polite, gentle, and logical manner, then perhaps we wouldn't be as entertaining as we are now i i don't know maybe we could be more entertaining i don't think we were particularly impolite to scott no i I don't think so either uh, i think that you know we we handled him maturely and of course we laughed when he was saying things that were absurd how can you expect me to not laugh when something absolutely ludicrous is stated we're having a conversation for the benefit of thousands of people who are listening exactly not for scott's yeah and scott and when scott is ignoring our questions that is saying speaking volumes to everyone who's listening exactly when he completely ignores it and just continues spouting stuff out from scripture that speaks volumes to the listeners so that 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 was still a productive conversation because it was broadly heard and you know i get people emailing me private uh, try to start conversations with me in private after a blog post or something like that. And I tell them, I'm like, you can post comments and I'll respond there. But I'm not going to waste my time when there are thousands of people who can see this and, and benefit right. from the conversation. It is not worthy of my time to spend time on you 
personally and argue with you with no one else can hear it. I want everyone else to hear it. Absolutely right. 800-259-9231. That's why I say thank God as Scott calls because he really points out how ludicrous the uh, the religious uh, zealots are and uh, and how doctrinaire they are. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. We need us a nice 9-11 truther to end up the show. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you don't, we will put you in our bosom. (laughs) 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of you had to be... That was a joke. You had to be here earlier. Yeah. Ian's (laughs) Ian's joke for the week, everybody. Apparently, we can't say bosoms on the radio. Mark, why are you giving me air quotes? <laughs> I'm not giving you air quotes. I'm uh, I'm miming uh, hanging up laundry. Oh, the laundry story. Yeah, it's well, good for I'm, this segment. I'm hoping we can get to it here, uh, but we got another call. So okay, we got calls. Fine. Right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can dial in even in these remaining moments, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you buy, brand new or used, they sell it. Most likely they sell it in dozens of categories at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI rocks because Jason Osborne rocks. He does indeed. You see their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. Robert is back uh, with us in Pennsylvania. He called last night, ran out of uh, cell phone juice, before he got to the meat of his story, and he is back with us here. And just to recap, uh, if you would, Robert, where did you leave us last night for those listeners that uh, were not with us? Well, what I was calling about was to tell you about a love letter that I had gotten uh, from the uh, local government here in Philadelphia. Um, And uh, it was for, um, it says in big bold letters across it, violation notice of failure to file tax return. Oh, boy. Uh, It goes... Yeah, it goes on to say that I hadn't uh, filed that they I hadn't filed taxes for the year 2007 and uh, threatens me with legal action, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the thing: I did file my taxes that year and I paid my taxes that year. So I found out from a friend of mine she had received the same notice, hmm. and she called her accountant, who is also my accountant. And uh, he said that a lot of his uh, clients have been calling, they've been getting the same notice, and that apparently in the city they lost a certain amount of records for that year. <laughs> Leave <laughs> it to the state. Lost them. Well, and, 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 you know, any business can lose records. It, it, it certainly can happen. But only the state can threaten you. And, you know, it, this is one of those instances where you're guilty until proven innocent. They just go out and they, they make the threat, and then you've got to prove you're innocent. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're they're acting like I've done something wrong. Like they're threatening me with legal action. Yes, and, and yes they are. Now I ended that. up. I had to spend two hours of my time yesterday going through getting copies of my records and go going to the bank's website and ordering a copy of the check. Uh, I you know I have to do all of this extra work to prove to them. But it, the story doesn't even end there. My friend is already ahead of me on this. She had already handled all of this. She sent them all of that, and they they sent her something back saying that. Um, everything's settled as far as, you know, her returns for that year. But they also send her a bill for the penalties and uh, and, and um, uh, for the fines and penalties. For a late fee? <laughs> this is like... Yeah, and the late fees. Uh-huh. Interest and, uh, interest and fines for uh, this... late fees for this the is like when they're about she to... had paid. This is like when they're about to execute someone, they make them dig their own grave. Yeah. That's pretty you know, it's, it's that... It is that humiliating and ridiculous that they make you, you know, do all this paperwork to figure out how much they're going to steal from you. So even though right. she proved to them, she on her own volition went through all the process that you did to prove to them that, yeah, I actually paid you and I paid you on time back in 2007. Here's the check that I paid you with that you cashed. Uh, here it is, see, 2007, even though she went through all of that, they still charged her late fees after the fact? Yeah, well, they, they, they charged her as if she's just paying it now. Right now. As, not, but she, she not only paid it on time, she paid it early. She, she, <laughs> she's the type that pays her taxes early um, for some reason. Amazing. And, and <laughs> so they're going to do the same thing to you, you're expecting? I, 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 I don't know. I guess we'll see, probably. Wow. Wow. So so now what does she have to do? Go through some sort of appeals process? She's not sure. She's trying to find out. She's uh, trying to, she was calling. She was calling me. She had just gotten it when I talked to her yesterday. So she was going to talk to the uh, accountant. She doesn't right. know if she's going to have to get a lawyer or what she's going to have to go through for that. All right. So the accountant will make a little bit extra on this, and uh, any lawyer that gets hired on will uh, will cash in on this. So it's going to be yeah, great for yeah. everybody that's connected to the system. Yeah. Yeah. Not Not so great for us, though, because wow. they lost records. Right. Now, in a, a business place, Mark, you'd mentioned that businesses can lose records. Certainly they can, but it usually works the, kind of the reverse way. Like if you are doing something for for one of your sales clients and you botch it up for whatever reason and you you know screw something up, then you would come to your client and say, my gosh, I am so sorry. I, uh, you know, I blew it. I dropped this ball and let's give you uh, you know, a month of free advertising to make good. Uh, we want to make sure we make good with you. The government doesn't do that crap. They don't care. They can just charge you more money. And if you didn't do that with your client, then likely your client would fire you, would they not? Sure. Yeah, they they move on. As they should. Yeah. Can't quite fire the government, can I? No. Everything's bad. Well, you could move out of there and come here to New Hampshire, where at least you wouldn't have to have a city income tax uh, or I'm a state income up. tax. I'm signed up. I've been signed up for over a year. Uh, uh, excellent. I would like to that. point out, however, that there are clients that aren't worth uh, you know doing things for, uh, because at some point or another, clients will make up. Uh, you know, they, they they've been given too many freebies in the world of advertising. They'll they'll begin to make up problems in order it's to like get more the guy free that, stuff. That suddenly chokes on his food, the last bite of food at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're more incentivized in advertising. You know, you're selling. Well, you know, radio, you sell airtime, so you're selling air, and uh, you know, people can be. You know, it's it's just a little easier for them to to complain. Mm-hmm. So I'm so just saying, not too easy with the government. No. Government, not at all like a client. All right, Robert, anything else you want to share tonight? You know, there was one other thing. Um, You had talked uh, quite a few times on your show about uh, unregistering to vote or getting your name taken off the voter rolls and that uh, uh, you weren't sure if it could be done. I I have successfully unregistered to vote here in in, uh, 
in Pennsylvania. How'd you do it? It was actually a bit of a process. Um, it wasn't wasn't that easy, but I you know it, it took a lot of persistence. I went to City Hall and I asked for yeah, to to the place where uh, voter registration um, into their office, and I asked what to do, and they gave me a phone number and the name of a person. So apparently in Philadelphia County, there's only one person that can handle this, <laughs> um, and they and uh, they gave me our, his address rather. So I had to send a letter to him with my signature on it and uh, my address and all my information asking to be taken off the voter rolls. So I did that, and I asked to be contacted when that was done so I would know. I was mm-hmm. never contacted. So I had I called back. I left him a message. He still didn't get back to me. I called back a few times, and I finally, it's when I got him on the phone, he said, oh, okay, let me check. And then he comes back on, and he says, yep, says here, voter taken off at uh, or a name taken off voter rolls at voters' request or something like that. And uh, I wasn't really sure if I believed them or not until this past election day when I went to the polling place that I um, used to go to. Uh, and, and you were not there? My name was there, and it was not there. Wow. Well, congratulations. Uh, up here it took uh, – I didn't wasn't intending to remove myself from the voters' rolls, but by registering to vote at a mailbox, a private mailbox store, the UPS store, and then proceeding to attempt to uh, to actually uh, get on the ballot as a candidate, that that encouraged them to check the address, find out – they found out it was a UPS store, and that's when they decided to stop allowing registrations from that address, and they unregistered me. So at this point, I am also in your club and no longer registered to vote. I want to unregister, and my understanding is they will not do it. Some people have tried very hard before, and so my, ne- my what I'm going to try next, I'm going to send a certified letter saying that my address that they have on file for me is no longer correct, I no longer live there, and I'm not going to provide the new address. And so I'm going to see what they say. Are you going to keep me registered under an incorrect address? And I'll even bring up uh, as a precedent Ian's uh, situation. If you know, I think, look, you know, you yeah, got use a me, here where he said he's not living where he says he's living. Uh, you know, and that's their claim. So I'll, you know, I want to get off the rolls. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to register. I want to be unregistered. Care so much. Why do they care? You know, why don't they it's, just take you off? At the your whole request? thing is a game that they need to reinforce their legitimacy. That whole that whole process is designed to create this sort of illusion of consent. But you mm-hmm. participated, you played the game, so now you have to accept the 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 repercussions of the game. Well, I I don't know that any I've never heard I've never heard a uh, elected official or anybody who works for the government that says you voted you're responsible for this crap you've got to deal with it because you participated I mean the only persons I have ever or you had the opportunity to vote that's all or they they gave you the opportunity to vote and they treat that as they will tell you hey you chose they act like you chose this no but you you can just as easily say look I, I I tell them look I've never no one I've ever voted for with the exception of Jeb Bush in Florida has ever been elected to do anything. But they, but they, that they gave you the opportunity in their mind, and that, which is ridiculous, of course. It, it is ridiculous. But that's just yeah. it. It needs to be called out as ridiculous as it is. Robert, and, thanks for the call, dude. We are out of time tonight. It has been Ian with you. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The conversation continues there. Uh, we've got forums, we've got chat rooms, and all kinds of stuff. It's all free. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com.
The following edition of the Mark Interview Series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. The Edgington Post Interview Series continues. And today I have with me Michael Tig, who is the uh, owner, I guess, of uh, Tiger Light. Uh, you know, Michael, I, I, I'm talking, and I guess I don't know <laughs> a lot about what your well, position is over there, but it's, I think you're in charge. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I am the president and CEO, and and one of uh, many owners. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's basically my title. Uh, tell, well, been, tell me in this position for ten years, so. You and I met at the Freedom Fest, and you had a couple of devices there, and I thought they were just uh, very interesting. Uh, tell me about the Tiger Light. I, the, you have two types, the T100, and I think it's, what's the other one called? Uh, the Series 2, well, we have a Series 1, 2, and 3 uh, uh, that are basically the same. That's the original light, Series uh, 1. Uh, that was light we came out with, uh, originally introduced to law enforcement, military operations. Uh, it's the light that was uh, voted by Candle Power Forums to be the number one rechargeable light in the world. Um, uh, you know, we've had great, great uh, accolades uh, from the standpoint of lighting, but that uh, that has never been our, our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to to save lives with this thing and in a non-lethal non-lethal fashion. Uh, it, it originally was designed to replace the flashlight because uh, my, my brother uh, is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And he came up with the idea. He was working a gang unit in an area of northeast Portland that at the time had the highest violent crime rate in the country. And uh, they'd had like 170-some shootings in one year in a, in a very small area of town. And so he was assigned to go in there and, and try to you know, help clean things up with a, with a unit and, and uh, was in over 100 what they call heavy force encounters over a three-year period. And, and the, the problem a police officer has is, you know, he has a flashlight in one hand, he has his other hand uh, to choose whatever other weapon, be it a gun, pepper spray, taser, baton, uh, and, and and that's the problem. Because if you draw your weapon, you've got one choice, either shoot or don't shoot. Right. And so, uh, uh, you know, and if somebody attacks you and you just have a flashlight in your hand, well, you can hit him with a flashlight. And there's issues, uh, legal issues uh, surrounding that activity. Yes, sir. Hmm. And a lot of oh yeah, a lot of departments. Uh, there was a, a big case uh, uh, involving a couple officers where they they hit a guy and he died, and and they were uh, sent to prison. And so, so every, they could hit a guy with every, a they could hit a guy with a baton and they'll be okay. But if they hit a guy with a, a light, they're not okay. That's correct. Interesting. That's correct. Yeah. So uh, a lot of departments were even you know issuing. Uh, um, uh, or setting policies that that you know they could only use uh, uh, eight-inch lights, or or it had to be a plastic light. You know, all kinds of reaction to to the legal precedent that was set. And and, and but the problem is, uh, you know, as one uh, vice president of the International Association of Chiefs of Police mentioned, he said, you know, the decision an officer has to make between his gun and his pepper spray can be a life and death life-and-death decision. Mm-hmm. If he makes the wrong choice, it'll be his funeral. Well, that applies to both the officer and the civilian. That's true. Because, you know, if the officer, you know, decides to pull out his pepper spray and what he needed was a gun because the guy's too far away for pepper spray and he has a gun and he shoots the officer, well, you know, bad choice. On the other hand, 
if he, he pulls out his gun and then really can't justify using lethal force in that particular situation, then he has to try to holster his gun, get out his pepper spray or his baton or his taser or whatever else, uh, and, and try to respond. Well, the problem is every single year there are 57,000 assaults on officers. Those aren't, those aren't attempted assaults. Uh, those are actual successful assaults. Where the, where the individual got to the officer. So that's 156 times on average every day that an officer is assaulted. And they have what they call the 21-foot rule in, in, in training in law enforcement. It basically says if a guy's within 21 feet of you, he'll be able to get to you and stab you in the chest with a knife before you can remove a gun from your holster and respond. And so departments train around that fact. And, and it varies. It might be, you know, 30 foot for one situation, it might be 15 foot for another, but basically they, they have incorporated this, what they call a 21 foot rule. Got it. The Tiger Light changes all that, but it not only changes that, but it changes a whole host of things. Because now the, the officer, and we're talking about officers first, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how this applies to civilians, but uh, the officer has this non-lethal weapon in his hand, finger on the trigger. The very first day that a tiger light was used on the street uh, by an officer, it saved his life. He walked up to a, a uh, to a guy in a car stop, and the guy in the car, because he, you know, he was a criminal uh, and uh, had cocaine with him and everything else, decided, you know, it'd be easier just to shoot the officer and drive off than have to face another day in court go back to prison. And uh, uh, luckily, the officer, as the first time he'd ever had one in his hand, actually his partner actually handed it to him just before he approached the vehicle, and he was able to spray the guy before he got off a shot. And, you know, I mean, those officers are, are extremely vulnerable when they approach a vehicle because they don't know who's in there, what they have in their hand, and, you know, they're walking up saying, you know, sir, can I have your license registration because they were speeding or they had a taillight out or whatever, and they just don't know what they're encountering. And, and so those types of situations and, and many others, you get a guy who has a, has a knife. We had an incident right over in L.A. during the big study on the Tiger Light. So, uh, a lady calls the police, said, my husband's out of his mind. He's got a knife. I'm afraid he's going to hurt somebody and her kids around everything else. It was late at night. And they get there, and there are like 20 people standing around. This guy's out, you know, waving his knife around, and he's just not – you know, making any sense, and he, and he starts walking toward the officers, and the officers draw down on him. They've got their, their flashlights. Luckily for him, they were tiger lights and not just flashlights. And, uh, you know, they gave him several commands. Everybody there thought, that guy's going to be dead. And, and you know, they, they, were, they were just terrified because, you know, the, the lady that called didn't want him to come and shoot. Sure, she doesn't want her husband shot, absolutely. Yeah, didn't want her dead. And dead, they just, you know, wanted him subdued. And, and, but they were giving these commands after about three commands. You can just imagine everybody there just tense enough waiting to hear the bullet, you know, waiting to hear the gunshot. And, uh, uh luckily for, for him, the, one of the guys there had, you know, had a tiger light and, and blasted him with a tiger light and he dropped like a rock and I fell out of his hand. And, and the people there literally cheered the officers and, and for not shooting him. You know, um, we've got many, many, many incidents like that. Any but tool we can give. Oops, sorry, sorry, Mike. Oh my God, I was just going to say, no, any go tool that we give, uh, we give officers that prevents holes in, in uh, the people that they're they're serving. I'm I'm all for that. I'm also, you know, I I want to see the officers protected out there. 
Let's talk yeah. real quick about the T100 um, because this is the civilian model that you've made of the the sort of the original Tiger Light, right? Right, right. Well, yeah. We for for years the number one question I got I got asked. I know, it didn't matter who I was talking to. It could be generals. It could be special operations. It didn't matter. The number one question was, "Are you going to make one of these in a purse size my wife can carry?" Mm. And I, I heard that from the very first time. I I actually had three generals uh, uh, during a military conference walk up to me. They each bought two of our, our regular, you know, larger Tiger Lights. And they walked away with a big entourage. One of them came back to me and said, you know, this is a really great idea. Have you ever thought about making one in a purse size our wives could carry? And Because the Tiger Light has proven to have the highest stop rate of any non-lethal weapon in the world. In the L.A. study, independent study with 500 officers on the streets of L.A. over six months, at a 96% stop rate. But what that means is 96 times out of 100, when they sprayed somebody with a tiger light, no matter what he was doing, whether he was attacking the officer or attacking somebody else, whatever he was doing, they did not have to do anything else to take that person into custody. They didn't have to jump on him. They didn't have to beat him down. They didn't have to use the batons. They did not have to use any other level of force in order to subdue them. When they sprayed him with a tiger light, that was it. Right. That's not normal. That's not normal for any non-lethal weapon. So the and tiger light is a, it's 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 a flashlight with a spray um, sort of incorporated into it, and it's a, small enough that it can be gripped easily. It's a um, and, and it's extraordinarily bright. But what makes the difference between this and you know owning a flashlight and owning some pepper spray? I mean, what's the difference? Well, there's a, yeah, that's a that's a probably the best question you could ask. Um, because pepper spray itself does not have a 96% stop rate. No pepper right. spray has ever in any test ever had anywhere close to that. And the difference is the element of surprise, because with a, with a tiger light, they have no idea they're going to be sprayed. And so the, the guy, when he gets sprayed, say you have a guy in meth or PCP. A good, a good example is a Passaic County, New, New Jersey department. They had a below 50% stop rate with a professional-grade police pepper spray. Uh, that's got to be light. tough. I mean, it's got to be tough to be a police officer out there, um, you know, <laughs> in a dangerous situation. And, it, you know, you feel like you're in danger and then you pull out one of the items the department has provided you, one of your tools, and you spray the guy and it doesn't stop him. And so then you have right. to step up to yeah. the next thing, whatever that might be. Exactly. Now, now you're fighting a guy that's on math or PCP, which is bad to begin with. And not only that, you've got pepper spray all over them, and you're going to get it on you, too. So, mm. you know, you, you don't want to have to do that, if, if you know, if you don't have to. But but no weapon is able to handle those situations uh, or has been able to handle that, that situation, especially if you have multiple individuals. Because, you know, if you have multiple individuals, and in the L.A. study, the results were on an average of 2.6 subjects per incident. So we're talking not only 96% stop rate, but on an average of several individuals. One officer during the jail riot where two inmates were killed, he had to take out 15 inmates, got cornered by 15 inmates, and took out all 15 of them with his tiger light, completely incapacitated them. Really? So, 15 of them? Yeah. This is 15. with the regular the, the regular uh, canister that's 10 seconds worth of spray? Uh-huh. That's wow. Correct. That's amazing. Yeah. And and so, you know, you've got a, an incredibly effective device, but... But the but the thing is, in going back to Passaic County, New Jersey, and I think this is just a, such a great example. But it it it's the same everywhere. This is just one that you know we had some conversations with them. I got a call from the head of the academy. He said, "What are you guys putting in this tiger light?" 
I said, well, it's, you know, uh, pepper spray, <laughs> uh, 10%, 2 million, 1.33% major capsaicinoid. Uh, and, you know, we sent you an MSDS. You know, why do you ask? He said, well, because I've been teaching OC for 17 years. I've never seen people respond to pepper spray like this. He had witnessed a guy on meth last night, the night before that actually when the officers got there, he'd beaten the guy near, nearly to death. And he got there to arrest him. He jumped up in the back of the police car and just says, come and get me. And, you know, was calling him all kinds of nice sure. names. And, and uh, an officer walked up to him. This guy's up on top of the car. And he said, sir, get off the car. Uh, you're under arrest. And he just, you know, told him where to go. And, sure. and uh, uh, he said, sir, if you don't get off the car, I'm going to have to hurt you. And the guy telling me this said it looked like David and Goliath. I mean, this guy was huge, you know, just steroided out and, and just high as it could be on meth or PCP. And uh, the guy just split second. He, nobody even saw him do it practically. It was so quick. Just hit him with a tiger light, and the guy's feet flew out from under him. He was just totally wasted. I mean, just... In fact, afterwards, was saying, you know, what was that? That wasn't regular pepper spray. You know, he just just crying. Right, because uh, it's, I mean, pepper spray would be very, very effective. It would be just as effective if you could catch people with their eyes wide open and their mouth wide open. And they're, you know, they haven't right. turned their face Freedom. or anything. Yeah. But pepper but yeah, spray but, but, looks like pepper spray, and the tiger light is a flashlight that happens to have incorporated pepper spray in it. So it's an, yeah. it's an and, entirely and different is, situation. It's not something you threaten another, someone with either. No, no, not at all. Not at all. You don't. You don't want them to know they're going to be sprayed because if you get if you have that guy in meth or PCP, uh, you know he'll be able to fight through the pain at least half the time. Uh, but you know you get a you get him you know while he's breathing, it, it is just devastating. I I had it happen to me. I, I did it once voluntarily and it was miserably painful. But it was just pain. The next time I was messing with a can in my garage and I punched it and blew it right in my face and I was breathing when it happened, and it, it was. Mark, a completely different experience, completely. The psychological impact on, on me was just absolutely in another category altogether. I, I, was, I was afraid. I wasn't just in pain. Uh, it was scary. Uh, I was in the garage by myself. I thought they were going to come and find me dead because I, I couldn't get my breath. I was just gasping for air, and it was scary, yeah. far beyond the pain. And, and I understood then why they, in fact, when this guy called me, it had been a year and a half. They had not had a single failure to stop with a tiger light. And I talked to him another year after that, and they still had not had one single situation where they used a tiger light and they had to use additional force. You know, and so, I, you know, what I found, um, you know, because you're talking about uh, women, this, gen- this general and his wife, I kind of felt the same way. Um, my wife is really not interested in carrying a gun. I mean, I've talked to her about it in the past, and she just, you know, it's it, it, it for her, she's got some kind of, you know, thing about guns. And I want her to be protected. And I'm sure that a lot of guys feel the very same way. And uh, so I got this item for her. And... You know, I've <laughs> it's around the house. She 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 keeps it with her. We've got some Velcro on it um, to be able to to keep it in strategic locations where she can get it. Because the most important thing is to be able to get it in your hand when you need it. And great idea. You listened to me what I said about that, didn't you? Well, it comes with a convenient yeah. video. Um, the the video yeah. teaches you how to use the item. It comes with right. a little recharging. Well, the recharging packs costs a little more, as as I recall. But um, there's you know there's a recharge pack that we got, and it's you know it's a it's this is set up 
specifically for people that really, uh, you know, they, the, the gun's not the thing for them. Um, some people are scared of them. Some people are careless and they shouldn't have guns. <laughs> some, you know, and, and this is probably the, the next best thing. And, and I guess if you're talking about stop rate, it, um, it sounds like the Tiger Light might have a better stop rate in the usage, um, in its usage well, than, than the police yeah. issued, uh, uh, semi-automatic. Yeah, well, I, I've had a lot of officers make that comment. He's, you know, they, they said, "Man, you know, a, a, a gun doesn't do any better than than a, than a tiger light is stopping people." But you know, and, and there are some people that would would laugh at that and scoff at that and everything. But you know, the facts speak for themselves, and it does have you know a, an incredible stop rate, and it is because of that element of surprise and the, and the way you deploy it. And, and in fact, during the LA study, interestingly, they had another. Uh, uh, Flashlight with pepper spray in the study. They had 500 tiger lights and 500 uh, uh, cobra stun lights. Their results weren't anything even near the, the tiger light, even though it was the same basic concept. They had their spray coming out the front. Mm. And so with the tiger light, you, you hit them with the, with the light, they turn away. You are forced, and it's just like throwing a punch. It's very, very natural, which is another extremely important key to the tiger light's design and its success is you have to take the light out of their eyes to spray them. It's just a second, but when that light comes out of their eyes, they immediately, instinctively look right back at you. They're looking at you, but they can't see it because they're, they're blinded by the light, which is going to last four to six seconds. And so, boom, the spray hits them in the face. They're actually usually leaning towards you a little bit. Their eyes wide open, their mouths open, and it's just devastating. It, um, fact, and I don't want to talk about it. In, in our reports, they would say, the officers would say, man, the guy, you know, We'd ask them how the individual responded when they were hit with a tiger light, sprayed with a tiger light, and we very frequently would get the comment, dropped as if headshot. They just dropped to the ground. Now, the, now the spray's not knocking them over, but it's so devastating, they just dropped to the ground in an act of submission. They're, they're basically saying, I give up, I quit, you don't have to do anything else. And their total focus is on trying to get their air and breathe. It's not on trying to rape somebody or, or anything else. And you've got, you know, and it lasts for 30, 40 minutes. They've got a long time. You've got multi-subject capability. And, and going back to the gun thing, Mark, this is really important. You know, the lady that was raped in downtown Salt Lake on 4 South and Main Street in an open-air parking lot in the middle of the day with hundreds of people all around just getting off work. And she was walking to her car, and a guy was hiding under her car, grabbed her by the ankle, pulled her to the ground, and raped her right there on the pavement. Didn't even put her in a car or anything else. And this was a probation officer with a gun on her at the time. Jeez. But, but what we tell people is, look, and you can see the video on our, on our website, and, and what we tell people is, look, if the weapon isn't in your hand, finger on the trigger, unless you see them coming, you know, isn't going to do you any good. And so, uh, and in other situations, let's say your wife broke down alongside the road. You know, she has her dress on. Some nice-looking guy with a smile on his face comes up, a good Samaritan, and offers, offers to help change, uh, you know, change your wife's tire. His real intent is to rob, rape, and kill her, and he's just waiting for the right time, make sure everything's clear, nobody else is around, and, and no cars are going by. And he's going to grab her, drag her behind the car, and do whatever. Well, in that situation, is she going to take out a gun? Even if she did carry a gun. Is she going to take it out and point at the guy and say, I hope you don't mind if I hold this on you while I change my tire? Yeah, that's not going to really work out. You know, it, well, it just, they don't. People don't do that. No. It's not – we can sit here and speculate as to, as to whether somebody would do it. They don't do it, period. It would be and really, so, really but, unusual. But a, yeah, but to, have a, but to have a flashlight in their hand, say, here, I'll hold the light for you. That's a whole different deal. You know, I have seven daughters, and I tell every one of them, carry it everywhere they go. 
And I, I just hope that the day never happens when they're somewhere and something happens and they don't have it in hand. But they're they're very accustomed to it. They remind each other, and they take it you know they take it with them all the time. And they, and uh, I haven't caught them once without one, uh, not for a long time. Well, it's it, I've had a couple. Of, that's the one of the things that I want to talk about is this isn't the kind of flashlight that you buy at the drugstore. This is not a um, this isn't a, a flashlight that's um, you know it's little little and doesn't really you know do much as far as uh, um, lighting up and things like that. You're talking here about a light that is extraordinarily bright. I mean, for its size, I can't. Oh, yeah. I've never had anything like that's this bright for its well, size. No, no, yeah, not even in the same category. I mean, that's that's. I mean, you're you're talking about you know, those lights you buy, you know, at the at the local store. I mean, they're you know, ten, fifteen lumens. Right. I mean, even our small lights, a hundred lumens, and our and our big ones, over six hundred lumens. It's like a you know, it's like a floodlight. And so you know, yeah, you're talking a completely different category, and and, and so yeah, you're you're just it, it's blind. I mean, you can have your eyes closed and it'll it'll blind you. I'm not kidding. It'll right through your eyelids, and and when you go to open your eyes, you 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 have that effect of, of just having a light shine in your face. Yep. So it's, it, this it, is as no, hunt, it, 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 this is as bright as the hunting light that I have. I mean, uh, you know, it it's and and smaller, you know, small small enough that it it's basically just a little. It just fits in your fist. I mean, this isn't th- something that's much bigger than your fist. It's a you know, it's yeah, a small so device it's designed to be that way. It's designed so that there's just enough room so the lights blow your hand and the sprays above your hand. That's key. Yeah, you get these little tiny things like keychain pepper sprays. You get in your hand. You know, in a high-stress situation, you're probably not even going to be able to use it, you know, unless it's a premeditated situation. So, you know, and, and they're not going to be anywhere near as effective, uh, effective as a tiger light because they'll see it coming. They'll hold their breath. You know, they'll turn their face, you know, all those kinds of things. And, and when you're talking about life-and-death situations, you know, do you want to operate on a 96% uh, uh, success rate or, or a 50% or 70%? Right. You know, I... it, it just... It's, it's just not even worth even thinking about. Now, I want to have a device that has proven itself and to, to be the very best there is and the safest. And it's incredibly easy to use. And, and, and you know how ergonomic it is. I mean, it fits in your hand yes. like a glove. It, it's really an amazing device, and um, you know, I mean, I'm not getting paid to endorse it. Uh, that's the reason that we're we're talking about it. I am going to advertise the device, but um, you know, it's I I'm just I'm very impressed with it. Now, I, I want to talk about another situation, um, the, another possible situation that uh, this is also sort of good for. My wife uh, ten, you know, goes out jogging, and she likes to take my son, and, and she's got one of these jogging uh, uh, baby carriage things, and so she wants to oh, yeah. she, she doesn't want to hang out with me. I don't want to go jogging with her, and she wants to go out and do her own thing, but I'm scared about her going into the woods because I know that there's animals out there, and you know sometimes things happen. Um, you know, it, it, there's I, some, something could happen on the trail with uh, another individual, but I'm at the same time I'm also concerned about the possibility of an animal. So, tell me how the tiger light. You've told me some stories in the past, and I just want you to relay them again. Tell me about the tiger light well, and animals. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me tell you two two quick ones. I'll try and make them short. Uh, you know, there was a incident, a couple incidents uh, over in California uh, with cougars, and and one guy, he was actually a security guard out of uh, out of L.A., was down there with four of his kids. He got attacked by a cougar. I mean, straight on attack. Mm. Uh, they, they tried to scare it away. Everything. It wouldn't be deterred. Luckily, he had a tiger light uh, right there uh, with him, right in the in the campsite. They they grabbed it, and he 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 was shaking so bad. He he told me he could hardly even hold on to it. He had to hold on to it with both hands instead of one like he normally does. 
and this was the the larger you know uh, series uh, two uh, tiger light, and and he blasted, stopped it in his tracks, saved his life, you know, or or you know whether it would have killed him or not, you know, we don't know, but. Uh, it's a cougar. Of course, it's going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so you know, it was a, a bad situation. Now, on the other hand, right about that same time, a girl was out jogging very close to her home, not far away at all, and it was just a route she jogged all the, or, uh, or hiked all the time. I'm sorry, she was hiking, and uh, they found her dead uh, alongside the trail, uh, and she was naked from the waist down. They thought she'd be raped. There was some trauma around her neck. They thought she'd been raped and killed, and and. Uh, Turned out that a, a cougar had gotten her. She had met a, a cougar. They were about 20 feet apart, you know, based on the tracks and everything that they, they uh, studied. And uh, she tried to throw her backpack at the cougar and run. Well, it just ran her right down, hit her so hard that uh, they found uh, one of her front teeth on the trail and, and then found her about about 50 feet away. And, you know, if she'd had a tiger light in her hand right then, you know, she'd had a, a good chance of survival. And, and my daughter... <laughs> My one of my married daughters. She has a couple of kids. She was out in Missouri just last week. She was uh, out walking, jogging with her stroller with her two little girls in it, and and uh, uh, she was coming back home. And this guy started following her. And at first she thought, you know, is this guy following me. And so she, you know, kind of changed directions a little bit. And everywhere she went, the guy was following her. She looked back and and not see him. He actually was hiding uh, by buildings and structures and then he'd come back out and so she started getting really really nervous now luckily she had a tiger light in her hand she had it already in her hand so if he had tried to attack her you know it would have probably been a bad day for him but it was still a very scary experience and she didn't want him to know where she lived and so when she got to where she's turning onto her, her her street she took off running full speed to try to beat him to her house uh, before he got around the corner and saw her. Well, he apparently ran when she ran. And, uh, and she ran behind the house, but when she looked out, she saw he was hiding next to the house across the street. And he peeked out, and she saw him. So she grabbed her phone and started calling the police. And uh, as soon as he saw her with the phone in her hand, he took off. Well, uh, she gave a description. They caught him, arrested him. And this guy had a long record. And so he was he was uh, definitely up to no good mm. and uh you know could could have been a bad situation. It so, sounds like a bad situation know, already. <laughs> well, yeah, it it was. Could have been and, a lot worse. Uh, yeah, very, very, it could have been a lot worse and and uh you know so it, it's just great to I I have another daughter that I jog with every day. We we go every morning and jog. She's married now and and living, you know, uh about 40 miles away, but uh she, uh, we'd go out jogging every day, and one day I wasn't with her. She had to jog a little later because she had to babysit for somebody, and and so it was a couple hours later, and she was jogging this big, 200-pound bull mastiff, cross something else. I mean, this was just a big dog. vicious dog. Attacked her from behind. She didn't even see it coming. Really knocked her to the ground, and and she jumped, jumped back, and it, it actually tried to get, uh, grab her arm, and just ripped the uh, uh, a big hole through three layers of clothing. This was during the winter. And she she jerked away and it, and it just came right at her, just full bore, just right for it was leaping toward her face, and she hit it probably about a foot from her face with it with the uh, tiger light and just stopped in its tracks, just let out a big old yelp and took off running. That dog weighed 80 pounds more than her; it could have easily killed her. Jeez. So you know these, these kind of situations, they just uh, you know like you, I have the, I have the the one in my in my car and I have a little velcro right on the dashboard. I just stick it on the dashboard. When I get out of the car, even walk in a grocery store, 
I just stick it on. I have Velcro on my belt, so I just stick it on my belt. I walk in the store. Yeah, you know, you, know, you can carry them. You can carry them anywhere. Yeah, no one will ever look at this as as it's just a flashlight as far as anyone's concerned. Michael, I have yeah, to I have to go, but um I want to tell uh people how they can get the Tiger Light T100 if they're interested in getting that and having it for their spouse. I think it's going to be a great gift for somebody who wants their spouse to be protected um you know, and at Christmas time, I I wouldn't recommend gentlemen that this is the only gift that you give your wife at Christmas time. However, <laughs> when you give her all the, you know, the whatever it else it is you give her, you can give her the gift of protection and um it'll make you feel better you can go to tiger.freetalklive.com that's tiger.freetalklive.com and the it's right there i recommend you get the battery charger with it because it just makes life significantly easier easier if you're paying more than 14.95 per month for dsl you are paying way too much it's time to make the switch to dsl extreme the nation's number one internet service provider dsl extreme is fast and at 14.95 per month it's cheaper than dial-up plus you get free spam protection a free modem and 24-hour day free local tech support with no setup fees call 1866 2 get net that's 1866 the number two get net or go to dslextreme.com